you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja's glad. Good to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, I'm also here with Jason Brown, also known as Timeless Soul. What's going on, Timeless? What's up? Welcome back, Church of Ja in the house. Thank you very much. Thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, I didn't normally go through a list of things right now, but before I get started, I'd definitely like to give a big thanks to Bob for taking the show for the past two weeks, especially the first time. I'm pretty sure I messaged you like a few hours beforehand. So <laughs> I put yeah. Bob in a tight spot two weeks ago. Hey, man, trial by fire. You're, That's right. the only way you're going to learn. So it was a good opportunity to, to, to moderate the show. Something I don't normally do on this show, and it was it was tough, but I survived. Yes, yes, yeah, you, you did a good job. I'm, I'm I'm happy that uh I left it in your hands and you didn't completely fuck it up. That's really that's really only comforting to me. Semi <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, always semi fucked it up, but it's okay. Bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a full fuck up. I only went half fuck up. <laughs> Not even half. I wouldn't even say half. <laughs> semi is good, but it's, it's fine. It's he fine. didn't burn it down, Ja. He didn't burn it down. <laughs> and uh, I also want to thank Mel for coming on to the show last week and, you know, the week before that and helping out and uh, taking my place. And also Icy Sorrow was on the show. So thank you very much for coming on to the show and helping Bob out, you know, everybody who came on to the show to give Bob support during those two weeks. Got to lift him up. Got to build him up. My yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so hey, I think Kender's in the chat. What's going on, Kender? How you feeling, bud? We see you. Frag it out. Yeah, fragging out podcast. Uh, but this is Watchpoint Radio episode number eighty. We are recording on October thirty first for release on November first. Happy Halloween to everybody! Uh, if you're not listening to the show, I hope that you are at a Halloween party right now. I'm talking about the stream, obviously. The rest of you, uh, you will not hear this until Halloween's over. But I hope you had a good Halloween. So, not much new. Well, actually, it's not much news. Most of the news that came out is about Overwatch team, Overwatch League team. So we're gonna dig into that a little bit. Uh, there was a post from Jeff Kaplan talking about certain things we can expect in the future, and we're gonna talk about the the event because actually that is over today as well. So we're gonna get into that. But before we do that, I'd like to welcome anybody who is listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out our show, especially if you're here on on the stream. Thank you very much. Uh, just to let you know, we do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk those topics. The, it focuses our show focuses around the community and the state of the game. 
If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and we definitely would love to have you in our Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And when I was going over the show notes this week, something I realized that I never do after welcoming the new people is thank the re- the people who always come back every week. <laughs> I never thank those people. Why not? Thank you. Thank you very much. I never thought about it. You gotta like, thank I, the church. I, I, you gotta thank the that's church. It. You gotta thank the, thank the church. You gotta thank the congregation. That's right. You know, they're... Uh, Muchos you know, gracias be- for our Spanish listeners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at Bob. So so diverse and, and cultured. Look at this guy. Hey, my wife's half. She's half Mexican, so... There you go. Oh, there yeah. you go. Throw out the love to everybody. I love everybody. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but thank you very much for everybody who is coming back and you listen to the show week for week and you interact with us on Twitter and, you know, putting those uh, iTunes reviews and, you know, send us feedback. So thanks very much. Actually, this week we did not get any community feedback. So that's fine. I mean, this, it, there's a lot happening right now, right? This 2017 has been a monster year for games. And I thought 2016 was a monster year for games. 2017 has been a monster year for games. And October is, if you are a gamer, October 2017 is going to be a landmark because so much good stuff came out. Just in the last week, Mario Odyssey uh, came out. Uh, What else came out? Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed, Wolfenstein. Like, so much stuff is out. Destiny 2. Destiny 2. And And many more to come. That's just, you fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fucking with it. I always like to mess with with Jorge about Destiny 2. Hey, what's up, Crossover? Just saw him pop up in the chat. No, but um, yeah, but you're right, Destiny 2. And there's a lot of people playing Destiny 2, to be honest. Like, when I look at my friends list, uh, there's a lot of people. So, like, yeah, it's not unexpected that people aren't playing Overwatch right now, especially since the event was so weak, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But, um... Yeah, it's all good. But after BlizzCon, we might, depending on what they say, we might see a uh, you know a little bit of a change. But we'll see. So let's just hop into what's how how's everybody's weekend Overwatch been? What's been going on? Bobby. Let's start with that. Let's, let's start with Tom. Timeless. Oh, up, up first. Yeah, up um, first. Yeah. So uh, I finished my season six, low fifteen sixty. Um, it's been a it's been a rough season, but I. I play a lot of solo queue, so uh, it's rough down there. You know, like you know what I hate, right? I hate when people, especially people on the higher elo, tell you that elo hell doesn't exist, and that is just a mind state. No, it's not because I'm not I'm not down in bronze, right? Right. And I, for example, I'm not saying that I'm stuck in elo hell and platinum. I know what I need to do to get out of platinum. I just need to do it, right? But. When you're talking about bronze and silver, dude, that is Ooh. fucking elo hell. And it's one of the reasons why we may prepare to attack. Because when, when me and Bob get on our Smurfs and we go down there, <laughs> you know, when we go down there, we see, we see that the problem is that it's not necessarily mechanics, right? Like People can mechanically play their characters in most cases. Let's be honest. Overwatch isn't that of a mechanic-heavy game, right? No. Your, track, your tracking does not have to be spot on in Overwatch uh, for you to be able to play it in most cases. If you're playing a high school cap character, let's say McCree or something like that, it's a different story. But in most cases, you pick a character, you can probably 
Uh, you don't have to be that great with mechanics. But it's just that people don't know how to, A, play the game properly. They don't know how to play their characters properly. They don't know how to play against other characters properly. Communication. They don't, they don't communicate. And then they want to tell you, they, they, they don't want to listen to you because they think they know more than you. They think the problem is everybody else. Yep. You well, guys are the problem. By themselves selves, taking on somebody 1v2 and exactly. dying over and over again. Then poking or, at the fucking choke when no one's there, people telling them, hey, come back to us. And they're like, dude, I got this. All of a sudden, they're dead as the five of us show back up. It's just it's <laughs> silly, man. My favorite is the Winston that jumps forward, hits his shield before he's finished jumping. <laughs> so his shield drops down <laughs> and he's out of it and he just gets destroyed. You know, and he's like, where are my heels? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you shielding with that? Who are you yeah, shielding? And, oh, and the, the, the heels thing too. Like nobody at that ELO realizes that there's a fucking corner they can hide behind. Like yeah. if you die, it is on you. Yes, you are supposed to get healed. But if you die, it is on you. Unless a healer straight up said, I got you. Like, yeah. it, it is on you if you die. It's not on the fucking heels. Yes, that, that's the thing. Like, I mean, the only time I kind of get mad at a healer is if I'm right there. I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there. Right right heal me. Full Reinhardt and you're <laughs> yeah. there. It's like, like <laughs> almost about to die in front of him, dancing back and forth. It's like, like Kevin, I'm right here. I might have I'm to- right here. I might have to post that like that clip on Twitter or something like that where he's like, help me, help me. <laughs> help me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I feel. But if I'm off somewhere, like let's say I'm playing Winston and I have to jump out to go get a widow or try to get like a um uh, a mercy or something like that, I'm like, oh shit, John needs heels. John needs to fly back where the healers are. And I, that's the thing. Go but to your then, healers. Like, like if you're that- problem, go to your healers. Yes, at that ELO. That is ELO. I'm sorry, but bronze and silver and even gold. Like, you don't really start to get people who kind of know how to play until you get to mid-gold. You really don't. Like, it, it, you really don't until, until mid-gold. And then, like, I mean, all before that, that's you have that issue of it's just knowledge, which is, like I said, one of the main reasons we made Prepare to Attack. So that people can listen to this show and not have a fucking excuse about what they need to do mm-hmm. and they have them all there too they can't be like you know they can't be like well the show about so-and-so is out is outdated because they're all up to date exactly and the thing is like because people you do see high rank players right like they'll do like that bronze to grandmaster or master challenge right which now they're getting banned for yep but that's how your skill level that bronze and silver has to be so much higher than everybody else's to carry. Let's say you're actually a gold level player. Let's say you're in bronze, but you're even like, let's say a silver player. That happens. It's going to be very difficult for you to get out of bronze. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're actually playing at a silver level, it's going to be difficult for you to get out of bronze. You know, same thing with going from silver to gold. It's going to be very, if you're like a gold level player, but you're in silver, it's going to be very difficult for you to get out of silver. So yes, there is an ELO hell. And my third Smurf, I'm not done. I did not get it to 25 yet. Okay. I've been trying to play with my buddy who I think he's like, like once we get to 25, we're going to try competitive and we're going to see if he likes it. But that, like my third Smurf is going to be my low low. Like I will only play with you on that Smurf if you are like gold and below. Well, that's me. That's what, 
Yeah, you know what we should do for time is the same thing that got me and Mel out of out of gold way back when. Like we dropped down to the fifteen hundreds and basically four to six stacked the whole way up because the whole way up to like high gold because you can't really do it solo and duo queuing i mean i could queue with you or john could queue with you but it's still we're uh, with a completely retarded i shouldn't use that word with a a completely (laughs) clueless team we're not going to be able to do that uh efficiently but if we have four of us we could definitely do it and we could definitely get you out of there and then from yeah. that point on it's up to you well, let, me, let, me, let me put this in retrospect real quick okay so i when i placed when last season right remember that's, that was my first season on, on pc master race mm-hmm. okay i came in 2219 okay 2219 I started to play with people that from the Discord and people just from all over, you know, up and down, up and down, typical, right? Then, yeah. right, I had no choice solo queue because everyone I know was offline, right? So I dropped down to 17s, right? And then I stopped. I was like, I got to stop the hemorrhaging. So I stopped playing competitive. So then this season rolls around. I go um, six and four, okay? They put me back in 17, but low 17, okay? Then I just kept losing and losing and losing. So when I got to 1,500, I stopped again. Then, and here's the difference for all the listeners out there. Here's the difference of having someone to communicate with. Me and Bob played, okay? We played, I think, maybe three or four games, and we were on a tear, okay? I went up 60 SR. Okay, and then I stopped again because I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to lose what I got. So I literally went the rest of the season and just left my SR alone and played quick play. So uh, the difference well, of even one person communicating makes a difference. Well, the first rule for next season is don't play with Bob on the weekends late night when he's drunk. Don't <laughs> do that. Not. That's a bad call. But we won. Second is... Keep honing your skills, you know, keep, you know, just get, like there definitely is an ELO hell, but you can always get better personally. And if you don't keep trying to do that and keep assessing your play, get coaching from Wawa's, from uh, Wawa's, like I just got coaching last, uh, last week from, uh, from, from, from Frisk. I got Lucio coaching. So, I mean, you always have to keep honing your skills. And always try and think actively while you're playing. There's just a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's kind of like golf. It's, it's really fucking complicated. Yeah. So I mean, like, I've, I've played with timeless countless times, and I can tell you that you are at least a gold level player. At least, like high, you know, like, yeah, high, high gold. Like, high gold like, at the very least. At the least, from what I've seen, you know, from what I can, from what we can tell. Yeah, for like what, like what I've seen, like you know the saves we've had, shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like you know what you're doing. You know how to play the characters. You play very well. Um, you know, so I do know that. And to have you down in like the 1500s, it just kind of proves the point. Like the farther you go down in SR, 
the more it is, the, the, the worse it is. Like it's like a, 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 a barrel of crabs, you know? Oh yeah. And like, like you said, the biggest thing is, is communication. So one thing that may help, like, and actually I don't know what, maybe I'm not, I'm not making any promises, but maybe we will do a episode, a prepared attack. Cause we have 29 episodes. Maybe we'll round it out to 30 on communication. <clears throat> I think we need on, it. On, I think we need communication it. and leadership because when you are down that low, you kind of need to tell people, like, hey, okay, what's going on? All right, well, let's do this. Let's do that. Okay, what we're doing isn't working. Let's try this. And sometimes, like, and I think it's a little easier for people like me who play tank a lot. Like, when you play tank, you can kind of control the flow of going forward, coming back, you know, something like that. But if you're a DPS, it's a little bit more difficult. It also helps having this voice. It really <laughs> does help having this voice right here. It echoes. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's do this thing. They're like, okay. <laughs> Reaper, yeah, was that of, you yeah so it's kind of hit and miss for for me i try and like make everybody happy at the start talk i mean you see that even when i'm playing on my smurf even when i'm drinking but i think sometimes the, they listen sometimes they don't do you know what the problem with what you do bob right it's not actually your problem it's the other people because i know if i was tilted coming in from another match and i heard you being all happy and shit I was just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Majority of time, it works. It works more often than it doesn't work. Yeah, that is true. Being positive does help. But we've been in games together where we will get in and you'll start talking and then we'll have somebody who's like, I, I just got off a three-game losing streak. Can we please win? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, let's do it now. <laughs> Uber positive uh, Bob over here. Yeah, so I think we we might do that. That might help out if we can do like like look playing Overwatch is more about playing your cat more than playing your character. It's also about communication. So I don't know. We'll talk with like you know the guys from Wawa's about that. See what we can come up with because uh, that may be more of a roundtable situation versus having one coach. Bob, have you even been playing Overwatch recently? You've been so busy. Well, uh, yeah, I've been super super busy and I've been semi addicted to another game. But I haven't played Genji in that game, so. And it's not Hots. Mm, say it's what? X, XCOM 2. I got, a, oh, yeah. I got a mod to put Genji in the game. He looks exactly like Genji. Yeah. He's super <laughs> OP. But, oh, nice. Yeah, they, they had expansion coming out for that. So I've been playing that, uh, just kind of relaxing. But I did play in the Omnic Lab game night last weekend. That was a good time. Uh, I have played here and there. I did play a couple comp games, uh, Lucio, my solo guy, uh, the other day. But I'm just kind of just, kind of just letting the season end, and really haven't enjoyed the Mercy meta. It's probably my least favorite meta so far. I do. We'll probably talk about that a little bit later. So I'll just leave that at that. But just. Really excited for next season, and after I get back from BlizzCon and don't have so many things to do, I've been just everything, getting business cards ready, communicating with everybody, making sure the hotel stuff's right, making sure the flight's right, making sure everything at work's set right. It's just it's been uh, running the show the last two weeks after not knowing I was going to do it. You know, like It's just been a lot to do, and so I've just been trying to stay above water. All right, and I feel you. Like I have not been playing that much Overwatch, to be honest with you. 
uh, one, because it wasn't like I wasn't on the show for two weeks taking a vacation. <laughs> like there, yeah, there were, were things actually going on <laughs> that were keeping me from playing Overwatch. And what if I did play Overwatch, it was like super late. Even when I did my placements finally, because Bob actually is the one who told me, I was like, oh yeah, season ends in four days. I'm like, fuck, I didn't place my main yet. So I uh, actually did that. But every game I played was either early in the morning, like seven o'clock in the morning, or later after midnight on the East Coast. I just didn't have time during the day. I actually ended up going seven and three. And I was getting some really good stats, too. I was getting some some great stats. I was, you know, playing Arissa, because that's my baby. And, uh, you know, we won 73. And, and the, you know, the, the three games that we lost, that I lost, um, actually, all three of them were King of the Hill. I can't stand King of the Hill now. I really can't stand King of the Hill anymore. Because just that, like, it... it the it can take it takes more than two games sometimes or it could take at least two games to figure out what the team is doing so like when we lost these games uh well the first one we lost my team was complete shit so we should have lost that but the second game that we lost was uh you know we we did really didn't get our comp together and toward the until toward the end of the um second round like they were playing their comp so well that was it they were playing the comp and they were super solid with the comp and we finally got a comp together to combat that and we the reason we lost actually that round is because our doom fist which was actually a good pick was actually a good pick in this situation our doom fist decided to do his ultimate in overtime game over <laughs> And like it's it's funny because I'm running back to the point and I see a dude. I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> he doesn't. Boom! Like he he, he actually oh, killed man. everybody when he came back down to in slow motion. I'm just like, dude, That's oh my god. Over. Yeah, yeah it's already over. I mean, we we've we've argued and debated this till we're blue in the face, but I still think. I mean, if. If that's your argument that you don't have enough time, then the other maps should add a a minute of time to each to each point. I mean, like if you're saying the other maps are because you have just the same amount of time in those, if you average out the times now that they've changed it to best two out of three. So if you need more time, then you need more time for payload maps. You need more time for assault maps. You see what I'm saying? The difference is that the other maps don't change while you're playing it. That's kind of, that's kind of thing. Like people generally well, change for points. Like the, the, the points change. I mean, you're, you know, the map yes. changes. As King, you of, the Hill, the King of the Hill, the points change. Yes. Like, and the, technically speaking, there are other maps, like they're completely different zones of the, of the, uh, of the, like, well, technically speaking, it's one big map, which is why you don't have to load in and out, but you know, there are other zones. Whereas when you're playing hybrid or payload or assault, it's the same map, right? right. So that's that's kind of the thing. Um, versus King of the Hill, where you're actually switching maps. So not only do you have to change your comp for that enemy comp, you also have to address certain issues with the map actually changing. So it's not exactly but the same thing. In a perfect it's, world, you would change your comp if for each for each point you hit on a payload, because there's different characters that would be better for that next run of the payload. 
say like one with or two CP, each time you switch to the next point, it would be optimal to actually change your comp. But doing that is kind of hard to do. Yeah, but like especially if you if you wipe the enemy team on point A, you get point A, you're going to try to get to point B before they finish setting up. Like you're not gonna be like, hold up, let me change, you know, out of Symmetra. Like you, yeah, you know, but after the everybody first team fight, optimal would be to switch up to what works out better for that. And I mean, you wouldn't switch everybody, but there's definitely always good changes that can be made when moving from point to point. Oh, oh yeah, that's that, that that's true, but like that's just not the way it flows most of the time. Like you're not gonna go into because we you know a a spawn point will appear behind you or wherever the new spawn point is nobody's going in there to change their character before heading to the next point they usually wait until they die with the um king of the hill maps the map comes to a complete stop any momentum you had has sure. has ended and, at that and point. you're not wasting any old by changing at that point as well Exactly. Like the the three out of five format was best for for competitive to say, okay, this is you like you guys are definitely better. Like you didn't just win based off of shock factor. Almost all gaming tournaments that use that round system use best three out of five or more. Um. So uh, yeah, like that. That's the thing. I mean, I know like fighting games, like pools going up to let's say a certain amount. We'll use two out of three, but that's just out of time. Like, that should be out of sheer time. They only have a day or two to go through a thousand people, you know. <laughs> but once you start to get to those to the top matches, they switch to a three out of five format because that like that is that shows that okay, th- this wasn't a fluke. He didn't went off a shock factor. Like I can't tell you how many matches. Like actually, I think on Twitter I even mentioned one where I was at an event and there was a guy. He went down 0 and 2. Like he was down 0 and 2. If the if the um and like he was in losers bracket too. Ooh, so if okay. the yeah, and so if the format was best out of three, he would have lost. Period. He would have been out. But then that guy, he went three and zero, and then came back and went three and zero again. Almost perfect. The guy on the last round. That guy clearly should have won that tournament. You know, like that was like a clear thing. And like he would he would have lost if it was best of two, two out of three. Because the other guy, as was shown, was winning based off a of shock factor. The guy didn't know how to handle it until he lost that second round. He's like, Okay. Or lost that second match, I should say. He's like, Okay, I got this guy now. I know exactly what he's doing. He came with the counter, bam. And then the other guy could not counter him at that point. That makes so, sense, but the shock factor thing can be said the other way. I mean, you, like, you're right. You know, it's two CP, off a like yeah. two CP, like you could shock, you could shock factor on the D and all of a sudden, like they've lost half of their time because you had Torb, Symmetra, Orissa, you know what I mean? So, so right. I mean, the shock factor is part of the strategy. It is. It is. I just don't think that you just from like a competitive standpoint, yeah, I think I think from a like it makes it less. I don't when I see somebody win off of cheese and shock factor, it irks the shit out of me. <laughs> it really does. Like like I don't like that shit. I I like to show. I like I like the I like my winners to be winners. Like to actually prove that they are better than the other person, the other team, and that's why I don't like it. So, and I, I'm definitely not the only. I know a lot of people do like it because the you know anybody's gonna like it. If they could go zero and two, and that's the end of it, and they're winning. But even if like even if uh, 
I went. I'm just kind of like, oh, this is just not fun for me anymore. I get satisfaction personally out of not just winning. It's me actually being better. Like when I was playing competitive and we would play, uh, you know, teams like in Cal for Counter-Strike or whatever, right? And we just stomp on a team. Like we go 16-0. That's not fun to me. That was just kind of like, that was almost a waste of time. Because sure, we got to win. But at the same time, we didn't get like I didn't get better off of that match or anything like that. Like that match was not a test of my actual skill. Yeah, you, you didn't know? learn anything. I didn't learn anything. Yeah. So it it, it just didn't feel that great. But like I said, it, it is a, it, ultimately it's it is a personal thing, right? If it, if it if it is the way it is right now in Overwatch, but I do wish that they would switch it back to the best three out of five format because uh, I do think that is better well, in terms of my placements. Is, though, I'll what, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. It- Close what did that. I actually place? <laughs> uh, well, like your opinion on it from in my bubble, everybody, like the majority of people that I talk to share your opinion. I think I'm in the minority of liking it, thinking it's competitive and thinking it's a good change. So the majority of people I talk to, like the only person I could think of that agrees with me is uh, is uh melarina like she's the only person i can think of offhand that agrees that it is a, a good change so i'm very possibly in the minority on this well let's let's be happy that they they're not instituting what's happening on some of these um overseas tournaments what they're doing is if you have two teams if you draw each team gets a point right so some of these teams were playing for the draw when they were up one game to nil. Because that would be a smart thing to do strategically. Yeah. So some of these, some, some of these other teams were doing were they play the round straight out. And then when it gets to be, say they're, they're tied 1-1, okay, they'll play the next one draw get the draw now they're up to one and then win the third round this is back when we, they were doing best of five right but now since they changed the system to the whole best out of three they had to go away with it because then some teams were winning without actually having to play around so they were you would play your one one get the draw two one i win you know right. and and say they just happen to pull it pull it out of their ass at the last 10 seconds, which normally happens in, in game, you know? Yeah, it definitely happens. You get that momentum shift. And then next thing you know, your team is the better team. Your, your team should have won, but they forced a draw and now you lost. And now you're out of a tournament. The way I but, see it is if your team should have won, it would have won. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Theoretically, sure. Theoretically, sure. If you yeah. know how many rounds you got, like if baseball was one game, then they would adapt the game for it. You would have a bunch of pitcher changes. Like the game would be completely different, but it would still be competitive because they would know the rules prior. So it would just be competitive in a different way. Just because you know the, the the just because you know the rules doesn't make it competitive. Because then, if your game has a luck factor to it, well, you talked you know. about shock factor. I'll tell you, Bill Bill Belichick from the Patriots is one of the best shock factors. I hate the dude, but extremely brilliant, and he's won so many championships because he comes out shocks them. You never know what running back's going to play. 
for him because he's got five and they're all good. And you don't know which one. That's why I don't ever pick up a a uh, a, a Patriots running back in fantasy. But for football, and I don't want to get too deep into football. For football, that's different because he has shock factor over the course of an hour. You know what I'm saying? If he, if over the course of that of that football game for that, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm talking about in terms of actual playtime, right? In terms of actual playtime, you got an hour, and if your team can't adjust in that full hour, like we're talking about the difference between a few minutes in an hour, yeah. That that teams can't can't adjust to it. You can't really. It's hard to. It's hard to compare to it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So it it is a a little different, Uh, but like, if your game has like if. If you know, like, think about how many games, right, would have been different if one call was different. You know, right? Exactly. If one call is different, or and in, 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 especially in football, interpreted differently. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh yes. There's a lot of See, that here's, going here's on. the thing with that. Here's the thing with that. Right. And to I'm just going to reference Bill Belichick because Bob brought it up. He has a saying: Everyone, do your job. And this applies to Overwatch. If everyone oh, yeah, did their job, then we wouldn't have any problems. You would, we would have awesome games. You wouldn't have attack Torb, okay, on the payload. You would. He'd just behind be doing Arisa, job. behind Arisa, okay. There is that. I would say both Arisa, of them are doing their doing job, job. Actually, <laughs> you want to talk Torb or Arisa on a point? They're both doing their job. So yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would say that that's, that's some cheesy shit. People do their job. Yes, yes. Which is coaches. Which is, yes, and you guys could have coaches too. Just go to Wildwood. <laughs> yeah, there's the plug. Uh, anyway, like I guess the whole roundabout to end this little segment here. I ended up placing like 2,800, so that was like 100 SR higher than I ended uh, last last season. I ended up like 27 something. Uh, and that's because we just had a streak of losses whenever we would six stack. Oh, my God. We would just lose. Yeah. And that's when we figured out that six stacking was just a bad idea. Um, unless you play all the time. So there he is. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I do okay. that. You know, bringing up that point, I do like the change they made to placement matches this season. That was a good change. It was oh, nice place to place you higher to on every character that I did ending the season. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm twenty. I'm twenty hundred. I didn't even after as soon as I finished that game, I just turned Overwatch off and I was like, "Well, that's it. I'm done for the season." Yeah, because uh, I, I I was playing and I saw you on, and the next thing you know, Josh stopped playing Overwatch. I'm like, he he didn't even tell me where he placed that. I was waiting. <laughs> I was cheering you on from the whispers. Yeah, like I, yeah, I was just. I, I finished. I was like, okay, I'm done. And it was a terrible, terrible match. My team was awful. It was really, really bad. So I was <coughs> like, you know what? I'm done. And I did get a chance to play two games. As, um, uh, I did get a chance to play two games over the course of this time. And I finished two games in my backlog, so that was nice. But, you know, well, so we're going to get into um, Overwatch numbers in a little bit. In the meantime... Well, I think it's time to get to our top story. Top story. Okay, so like I said, we've got a couple things to actually talk about here. Um, one being the OWL team reveals or the Overwatch League team reveals. I don't like saying OWL for some reason. I don't know why. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. I was just saying so. Yeah. <laughs> Overwatch League team reveals. Uh, actually, I have... 
the New York Excelsior here first. Oh, let's go to the New York. Let's do them last. I think we're going to have the most to say about oh, the New yes. York Excelsior. Let's talk <laughs> the Soul Dynasty, which I, I know a lot, of, a lot of people like the Houston Outlaws, which is another team, and we're going to get into that. But the Soul Dynasty, I think that they have the best colors, the black and gold. Um, out of Overwatch League so far, they, they I think theirs looks the best, to be honest with you. It looks like one of her other skins, though. I'm trying to remember which one it is um, for for Diva, the one that they had on the on the reveal picture. But it looks kind of similar to one of her pre- uh, previous skins. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like it. I, that's the one I like the most, actually, to be honest with you. So, uh, so that was cool. I mean, like, I, they they did their roster reveal as well. I mean, I, I think at this point, everybody expects that team to be a dominating force in Overwatch League. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> everyone's saying that, but you know what? We'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what actually happens. But I think like it's it's expected that they are going to be a truly dominant force. And people are going to say that's strictly because they're Korean. I mean, that's that's kind of just the way that's, it is. That's, that's just the way it shapes out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next was the Houston Outlaws. And actually, that was today. They uh, they announced that today. Yeah. Uh, Houston Outlaws. Uh, they're from uh, Optic Gaming. And uh, they, they they their team is pretty, pretty stacked, too. Um, looking over here, they got. Um, Cool Matt 69. Uh, they have, and they just picked up somebody from FNR GFE. Um, they got Clockwork, and they just picked up uh, Jake from the USA team. I was just going to say Jake from State Farm, but go yeah, ahead. Hey, I mean, he's from State Farm, you know, what can you do? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, they, their team is, uh, it's got some good players on there, so should be interesting. They got a great name, too. Right. That was, yeah, I think that, that, that was, I, I was hoping more Overwatch teams would pick names that kind of reflected Outlaws. No, oh, sorry, but that reflected Overwatch, but not everybody did. You know, the, the Boston team reflected, you know, was the Uprising, so that's more revolutionary shit from Boston. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Dallas Fuel, very generic. But yeah, I don't know, maybe it makes sense because it's in Dallas and, you know, Texas is... Is is an oil is an oil state? So well, and it's, yeah, yeah, and it's sense. owned by a oil tycoon. Yeah, I, right. yeah, that, I mean, so but that I that, was glad they didn't like shape everything after Overwatch because this leaves them room to grow into other games if they need to, etc. It also, I mean, but, what but they, football team? I mean, what I'm trying to think, what football team actually? goes with football well football's a little different like it's it doesn't it, like football is very yeah, different but just traditional sports i mean let's just talk traditional sports yeah I but mean, all the traditional sports the, usually use animals have the, i mean you know, there's a basketball team called soccer there's a basketball team called the Pelicans. Like that's how much <laughs> traditional sports loves animals that's, that's <laughs> like i just that's what i want i don't I don't want the, I don't want the bazooka. What was it? Bazooka pigeons. What was it? Bazooka, <laughs> bazooka pigeons. <laughs> I I just don't want envious. I don't want I don't want the weird names. 
That's, I mean, that's it's only weird to you to because it. you're comparing it to traditional sports. Overwatch is not a traditional sports. It will never be a traditional sport. Right. Esports will never e-sports be sports turns into traditional sports. Esports won't turn to traditional sports because one esports don't like, you know, a game just doesn't last as long as a traditional sport. Like I I highly doubt anybody is going to be playing Counter-Strike Go 10, 15 years from now people will move on to another game. That's going to be the difference between esports and traditional sports is that esports is constantly going to be switching up. There will be new games that come into esports. Games will be exiting esports, you know. Like that's what esports really depends on not just people watching but people playing as well. Or they'll just keep updating the games, you know what I mean? Like like Overwatch just went through a graphical update that's going to be hitting soon that's on the ptr that changed a whole bunch of different things like for instance mercy's beams like that you know they're just making the game better than it was before that's true i mean when a huge engine comes out yeah it's going to change but they can this thing they can only update the games so so much before it's more cost effective for the company to actually just make another game and then you might kill it aka starcraft (laughs) 2 Exactly. So that's that's the thing. Like that 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 just makes that, that that's the thing about esports. Like I I just it. Now I'm not saying that esports isn't going to be big. I'm not saying that esports can't last. But esports as a whole is going to be constantly changing. Yes. It's not that that's going to be the issue. Um, but yeah, you know, we also mentioned the Houston Outlaws. Everybody's saying they love the colors, like the green and black. I'm not really yeah. feeling it. Yeah. So so Less I'm just gray. Less gray, more green. In my well, opinion. I don't think the gray is part of their official colors. I think that's just his pants because well, he they're like, what color do we make his pants? Every, black? No, everything else is black. <laughs> <laughs> every team is going to have two versions of of their skins, home and away, and so we've only seen one version of each. We haven't seen the aways. I figured they'd do it like traditional sports and just throw you know more white in there, but. I don't know that they're doing that. I think they're having darks and then they're having like they'll have one uniform that's like for instance for them they'll have one uniform that's a lot of green and one uniform that's just a little green. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just my guess. I'm not sure. I just well, know they have said that there's two different uniforms for each character. And, and you're correct on that one. Um, it just says basically the original colors are going to be green and black for the outlaws. So we're looking at. You're probably right. There, there are two predominantly colors would be like more green or more black in this instance. But what I want to highlight here is a quote by Optic Gaming CEO Hector Rodriguez. He says that the Houston Outlaws logo is based on the honor, to to paraphrase, honor the region's rebellious and fearless nature in the face of all challenges. And they're labeled as, and you're going to love this, Overwatch League's bad boys. (laughs) Uh, Why'd you have to say that? I just want to sing the song now. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it, it, Bob. Control yourself. You're an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes me not like them too. That makes two teams that I don't like now. Like I have no favorite team yet. I mean, obviously I'll probably cheer for the Philadelphia team just cuz it's local on principle. Um, on principle. 
But yeah, that makes two teams. I'm not a fan of the Valiant because their social media manager uh, isn't good at his job. He's too he's tilted too easily, uh, and he lost <laughs> he lost a a, a a battle of words with um was it James from High Noon? I think it was James from High Noon. I saw that, and uh, now I don't like these. You want to be Overwatch League's bad boys? It's fucking esport, <laughs> <laughs> you know. You don't need you don't need to be, you, you don't need bad boys. Which are gonna come in kicking over cans and shit like that. <laughs> you know when you walk into. <laughs> We need bad boys in any sport, man. Like those, like those are the like the things that's like, what are you doing, dude? Like the bad boys are the people you don't want on your team. It's kind of like, what is this? The the fucking WWE? Don't need that shit. (laughs) It feels like that with the with the Twitter battles and the writing is just as bad as the WWE too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did see like the, the the New York Excelsior posted a diss earlier to the other overwatch league teams i'm like yo shut up <laughs> like the, the league hasn't even started yet like what if you're posting these discs like you know, whoever's posting these like these these discs to other teams what if you just get rocked the whole season <laughs> you, know, you have no idea this is feel happen. like you could just replace them with yeah you mama yeah like, <laughs> literally it feels like that they're that intelligent it's like why like why even bother like you're trying to start start beef with these other these teams like it, uh, why are you trying to start rivalries like artificial rivalries don't work yeah except no. in the wwe <laughs> you, like you want to have it real you want to see someone actually get seagull tilted you know you and that you could actually believe even if seagull's faking it you know what i mean that you could believe but these like twitter battles and stuff like they're battles. Just, there's not even yeah, battles yeah. between the teams. They're battles between social media managers. Like, come well, on. Well, well what they're doing out. also, what they're doing also, and I, I was listening to another podcast today. Um, shout out to uh, the run, the rundown. Those guys over there. I've been listening to them for a while. But um, news came out that they're building like a campus for the players. So everyone's going to be in L.A. So it's not like, you know, because for the inaugural season, everyone's going to be at the Blizzard Arena. So everyone's going to be staying in L.A. at like, you know, like a dormitory type deal. Right. Yeah. So I could see like if they had some like some real world road rules kind of thing where you have a camera following the the roster. And then if they get into like a little beef with someone from the other team, you know, it's supposed to like promote hype and be like, oh, well, you know, my DPS is better than your DPS. You know, <laughs> you can do that with sports teams because these guys are buff. The Overwatch League professionals, <laughs> the last word I would use to describe any of them is buff. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't. I mean, like, usually I see them, and they would probably be afraid to talk to me in a bar. So it's just like when I, like if I saw them talking shit, I'm like just play the damn game. Like they could be swinging at you, and you just put your hand on their head, and they'd be just swinging back and forth like that type You're of thing. Right. I mean, like yeah, because for for beef to seem real, right? Like it kind of has to be like it has to be seem a bit threatening. A little bit, yeah, right? It's gotta like, be organic. Uh, it's yeah, gotta be on, organic. Like you know, hockey, football, baseball. Like fights can break out, so th- yeah, people get into I mean, that. But what can. are you gonna do? You gonna throw your throw your headphones down and go run over to the other table and just start tackling yeah. someone? And it's kind of hard, like you know, like I'm sorry, <laughs> most esports, almost all. Actually, I'm gonna say all esports 
don't know how. Yeah, good job, Bob. Sorry, Great job. Sorry, control yourself the there. Process, Jeff. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, most esports like they don't. They first of all, they have rules against like you know uh, beef and stuff like that, or or how you handle it against somebody. Like that the only place I've seen that actually has organic beef that's interesting, or organic rivalries that are interesting, is the FGC. That is the yeah. only place. And that's you know? what, that's one where I can see someone throwing their controller down, just swinging right over there. Because they're usually sitting like, like from what I've seen, like the... Right the next to each other. They sit right to back, next to each other. Yeah, they're right, you know, and they're right in front of each other. Or they're, or they're right next to each other. I could see one of them just be like, fuck you. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> they, I can they see that do, happening. So they don't... And like, those guys I've are never kind been... of scary, too. A lot of the guys at the F- in the FGC are pretty oh, big yeah. dudes, man. <laughs> like, like, what's his name? Uh, Low tier God. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's big, but he. So one of the funniest things I've ever seen was he had a beef with another guy, and I cannot remember his name. But this guy was at least five or six inches shorter than him, and Low tier God had to weigh at least fifty more pounds than this guy. And this guy beats Low tier God. He beats him face to face. Is this the guy with the messed up eye? I don't think he has a messed up eye. I, I can't. I actually, I only saw the side of his face. He okay. beats him, gets on the microphone in his face. He's like, I got a question for you. How's my dick taste? Yeah, that's, <laughs> the same guy. that's the same guy. <laughs> it was awesome. Salty, isn't it? It, it, it was awesome. No fighting, no fighting. But like, that's the thing about the FGC. Otier got lost. He just had to sit there and take it. Yep. You know, <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, like so, like stuff like that. That is organic beef that actually is interesting because you know these two guys do not like each other. They are playing like there's a lot at stake if they lose, and we're talking about more than just money because if he would have lost, it would have been the other way around. Lothar God would have just been in his face the whole time, and and that would have been it. It's also like I think more recently, like K Brad and Wolf Crone, where K Brad beat Wolf Crone at an event, right. And, like, as soon as he beat him, he stood up, turned around, and got, like, two inches from his face and just stayed there. Just <laughs> looked at him. And the wolf crone had no choice but just he just sat there and started clapping. Like, okay, fine. You got that. You got that. You know, that is interesting. But what I don't want to see are these fake Twitter beefs that these social media managers are trying to – because that's what it is. The social media managers are trying to they're trying know, to They're trying to drum up hype. Yeah, trying to draw hype and shit do. like that. You know how you make hype? Actually make the league hype. Yeah. Actually make the league hype. You know? And I don't hate on them. I just want to say from all of us back home, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like at least wait till after you have a match and then point out something they did and then talk some shit on that. Exactly. Like I, all I, this stuff I is in the air right now. Like but the, after the preseason exhibitions, December 6th, by the way, <laughs> right, I expect to see all the shit talking after those matches. If, if they wanted to talk all their smack, you know, you've already played game. You already played someone else in the league, right? So you already know who you can beat, who you can't beat. Then talk your smack. Be like, oh, look how we just stomped out Houston. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Then you can talk, so you can start talking trash after you know you know after you win or something like that but then it's like once again it's just not organic 
like the reason why the FGC is organic with that is because it happens right after the match. Yes. <laughs> you know, it happens right there. Yes. You know, and that is where you do see some good sportsmanship because when you lose the match, you you lost the match. Just got to sit in there. the FGC. You just got to take it. You yep. have to hold that L. So the winner, they can get up, they can talk shit, and you have to just kind of sit there and take it. Mm-hmm. And next time, you need to beat them so that does oh, not yeah. happen again. And if you, you need know? proof of this, all you need to do is go to YouTube, put in Street Fighter Five pop off, and you get all the videos. <laughs> They're all there. There's what so much salt. What you need to do is you just need to listen to double tap podcast on matchlessbuttons.com. Yes. And that's where you can hear all about all of this, but we should get back on overwatch. Yeah. Let's talk about the New York Excelsior at this point. So first of all, I'm actually going to leave you guys for a second to talk about this. (laughs) I don't like the name, right? I don't like, it's just, it doesn't flow well. The New York Excelsior. (laughs) Second of all, their logo, at least on Twitter, looks like the X-Men logo, but it's all blue. And it looks <laughs> terrible. It really looks bad. And I get it. Like, I, think they, I think they're actually trying to draw from the X-Men style name. Because like I said, they got the logo that looks like the X-Men. And then uh-huh. it's Excelsior. X-Men are based out of New York. So maybe that's what they're going for. But I just don't like the name. Like the New York Excelsior? Was it, it means like always rising or something like that. Or, yeah, it means, it means um, ever upward. Ever upward, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a Latin word, so I, I get it, but it doesn't really. The New York Excelsior versus the Soul Dynasty. I want the yeah. I want the Dynasty to win. The Dynasty, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for me, John. I'm from New York. I mean, like I saw, so I saw the logo, and I was like, okay, I'm dizzy. All right. Yeah. And then I saw the name, and being from New York, I'm like, okay. If you're not from New York, you're not going to understand why they put it in the name. All right. So after that, I was just like, okay. I saw, then I saw the skin, the Lucio skin. And I actually like the Lucio skin. It looks dope. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. not going to beat USA uh, uh, 76. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's good. It, it, you know, it's decent. You know, and John, I know me and you and, and Bob, we were having long, drawn out discussion. And, you know, words were said over this. So I think we need to get to the heart of the issue. So the heart of the issue, which I actually. So here's the deal, right? I don't have a problem with this. Disclaimer. I don't have a problem with this. And we're going to talk about their roster. They have a full Korean roster. Like Every player on their roster is from Korea. And I don't have a problem with that. The point that I was making when we were talking about it privately is that it kind of defeats the purpose of having these regional teams. Like one of the reasons why the overwatch league wanted to have regional teams is because they want people to uh, draw close to these teams. They want them to root for their team regionally, but people don't just root for a regional team just because it's their regional team, right? Just because you slap New York or you slap Dallas onto a team name, it doesn't mean that somebody, uh, you know, the people in the area are going to have a connection to it. I mean, people in these areas are going to have a, unless you're already a gamer, don't get me wrong, but obviously they're going for a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. You know, they're going to have, a lot of people are going to have a hard enough time being connected to these esports teams anyway. 
But when you have a team that does not, if you when you have an American team that does not have a single American on it, it makes it that much harder to connect to the team. Exactly. Like I said, it defeats the purpose of having a regional team. And another thing is that Overwatch League is being played on a global stage, right? Correct, correct. And let's just admit it, on the global stage, the United States is the underdog. Heavily. Heavily. So if you have... You know, and right now, most of the teams are in the United States, and that's going to expand. There's going to be more teams outside of the United States, probably even next season, the season after that. Of course. But if you have, let's say, the Soul Dynasty make it to the finals, whatever they're calling the finals, and then the, let's say, the Dallas Fuel makes it to the finals, even if you're not a Dallas Fuel fan, but you're American, more than likely you're going to go for the fuel because exactly. you're going to want the, you're going to want the Americans to win in that situation over the non-American team. Exactly. Yes, but I, I agree. If the dynasty goes to the, the dynasty goes to the finals and then the New York Excelsior goes to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be watching APAC at that me. point. I might, mm-hmm. might as well be watching like like um, contenders or APAC premiere. You know, it's not going to be any difference. My thing is okay, near and dear to my heart is it, that's my state, right? Right. So, and, and we mentioned this before, or I mentioned this before rather. New York City, right, is one of the most diverse cities in the entire world. Okay, for that simple fact. They missed, they missed an opportunity here to showcase that diversity, okay? Mm-hmm. I understand that Overwatch is a global-scaled game, right? But how else do you showcase that by bringing, like, the Justice League of Overwatch players to the New York team, you know? Pull people from everywhere. And, you know, like, like you said, I have nothing against the Korean players on these teams, you know, right. more power, more power to them. Actually. All I hear is I'm a dirty racist. <laughs> Bob, go back go into go the back background, to, please. Go, go get, get the fuck drink, out of here. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically what, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like you said, these players, they want, or not the players, but the people, the, the community, they want to gravitate to the team that's closest to their home. And typically when you're playing with, you know, when you're watching a home team, you know, there's a lot of pride there. So there's Dallas pride, New York pride, you know, L.A. pride. And even in L.A., San Francisco's reveal video, they're thanking the community of San Francisco for allowing them to host and represent them. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, are they at a shortage of N.A. players? No, you know. <laughs> I mean, answer your question. No, they're not yeah, sure they play yeah, exa- Exactly right. So, in in this case, why don't they go to the NA servers, look at your top five hundred list that a lot of people like you, me, and Bobby are sitting there grinding and grinding and playing, trying to be the best competitors that we can be. Go to somebody's top five hundred players and recruit them. I mean, I can understand. Yes, you want to grab. 
players that have proven themselves time and time again on a lot of these already established teams. But that's not happening. We're having complete, you know, it's just a complete mixture of teams with kind of the same talent being spread apart. That's all they're doing. They're just taking the teams like Immortals, Envision, you know, Lunatic High, and they're rebranding them and sprinkling them in different cities. Well, I, I think they're doing that so that there's team chemis, uh, chemistry, but it's very possible that they'll, 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 they'll diversify it going forward. You know what I mean? But I think they're just trying to get team chemistry and they're trying to have that and hit the ground running. Another thing is that, you know, since you brought up that, you know, the Overwatch League, like arena, since there's only one, is going to be in, in California. Have these players from the New York Excelsior even been to New York City? <laughs> you know, have they even, even been to New York City? Or are they going to come from home? Right. And then go to, you know, was it, where is it, Los Angeles? Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it, it's L.A. It's in L.A. I mean, I'm another sorry, thing I'm sorry, about uh, Burbank, Burbank, Burbank. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, Burbank. So another thing about having a local team is that those players live in that area. The Philadelphia Eagles live in or around Philadelphia. Exactly. The New York Giants, even though they play in New Jersey, live in or around New York. You know, the Chiefs live in <laughs> or around Kansas City. But these, like these teams, like. Especially since they are, especially since they are the the arena itself is in Burbank. A lot of them don't have to go to their home cities; they live wherever they live, and then they report to Burbank for work. Essentially, well, well these te- these well, teams. I mean, but my like, guess is they're gonna they're going to have arenas in other cities, but they have to they have to roll that out. You know what I mean? Yes, they do have to roll that out, but like I said, it's it's still a huge disconnect. Like, I mean, they don't like actually Big Fish just just brought up in chat. Like, these players don't care about the home city. It is a job to them. It is a paycheck. It's just another right. team. Seagull, like he says, does not care about Dallas. It is. Right. It will be a huge thing, a huge thing for like for esports. It's a huge thing for sports in general, but. Pillars of the community. That yes. is a huge thing. Working with you know inner 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 city kids, working with different charities, like that is a huge thing that traditional sports do locally that really encourages fandom. And so, I think you know if they do continue to make the larger wages like being involved in charities will be big now unfortunately they're not going to be as involved as the big sports teams are right now cuz they make millions of dollars a year and can do all kinds of different things but i think being involved in the community is a really big part of it and i think you're on you're on to something there and they definitely need to get arenas in the local cities as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, in that off season, your ass better be like whoever the, whatever the Philadelphia team turns out to be. Your ass better be in Philadelphia so that yep. you guys can go to, like yep. you have a training facility there, you know, and you should be going around to the, the local, you know, PC 
you know, PC bars, you know, we have a few here just in Kansas City. So I imagine the big cities have got a bunch, you know, so they have you some, be, as many as you would think. But yeah, go ahead. But yeah. you should be trying to do that and trying to you should be trying to spread the word like that. And that would definitely help. Absolutely. Like that. This is a I think this is a pretty big hole in the Overwatch League Like with the way things are turning out. They could have just kept the team. They could have just had. They could have just had those teams that had Overwatch teams create another team with a different name specifically for Overwatch. <laughs> they could have just did that, you know. And and don't get me wrong here, right? I'm not singling out New York. This is across uh, the am. entire league, okay? Because and I don't know if you know this, okay? But the London team, okay, made up of Cloud Nine. GC Busan and Kangdu Panthera. Okay. GC Busan and Kangdu Panthera are both Korean teams. Cloud9 is a mixture. Hello, right? Governor. So yeah. explain to me, explain to the London community how, how these ambassadors are going to represent you if they don't know the first thing about you. Hold up, though. You're thinking in terms of you as an American East Coaster. Had you have any idea what a per, what a what a British person would actually think about this? I don't. I, I I'm don't. Obviously not. I have no idea. Yeah. What I what I'm saying is is that how, how do you expect a KC team if you had a KC Overwatch team? Right. Your players that you're supposed to gravitate to if you have nothing in common with them. Well, see, that's why I backed out of this conversation at the start, because we talked about it in pre-show. Right. And I honestly wouldn't care. Like, you, like, I have no I don't have an opinion for or against the argument you guys are having. So I thought it would be dumb for me to be in. But you said different things where I could chime in. It was a more broader thing. But as far as. If it was all lunatic high, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, we're going to win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, so I, I just don't have an opinion either way, but I do respect your guys' opinions and do see and do agree and disagree with different things. Actually, no, I, just, I really just don't. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I think one of the biggest issues is that having a team of players from another country does not help American esports at all. It does not help the United States become a bigger force in esports. It just doesn't. What if like, it influences it, kids, though? I mean, it promotes the game. Don't get me wrong. It, promo it promotes the game. It promotes, it promotes the game, but it also shows that the owners of these teams are not invested in developing American players. They're not. Which, which is... Sad, yeah, because a lot of these owners are American. You, you know, know they own I teams. Can, don't get me wrong; I can understand yeah, why they're not. They because they want to win. They invested yeah. X amount of money, and they just want to win. These owners you know? are savvy businessmen. But when it comes to other sports, there are just systems in place to get to get somebody from being a five year old that can barely carry a football around to. Tom Brady. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, there are systems in place that get you there. That's true because there is 
there are a lot more white guys in the NFL now than there were before. So someone's <laughs> trying to get them in there. There are systems in we're, place that get them there. But with the way that this that Overwatch League is set up, and basically for this at least this first season, these teams just the these the team owners just like okay, we'll just buy that team, buy this team. Right. And that was it. Like they don't, they, they wanted to buy winners. They're not invested in the system that helps players get better. We are, we may prepare to attack. Nationals <laughs> buttons is invested. <laughs> where <laughs> where is the Overwatch all Columbine? All creeds and all nations prepared to attack is there for you. But I mean, like we got to look at a simple fact when it comes to esports and competitions. Americans want Americans to win. Koreans want Koreans to win. Europeans want Europeans to win. Canadians want Canadians to win. And we don't <laughs> even know? have a Canadian team. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? We don't even have a Canadian represented team. Yeah. Nope. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. I will agree with you if we're talking World Cup. If we're talking teams made up of just Americans or just uh, just uh, uh, Japanese people are just Korean people, you know, like that. I can get behind that because, like, that's like you know, the World Cup. Like, I can get behind that, but I don't care if someone's from another country if they play for my team. I, I just, I don't. That's care. because, on, like, well, especially in traditional sports in the United States, most of your team is still going to be American, but they're not playing on a world stage; they're playing locally. They're right. playing against other Americans. I mean, you have to look at games, even other esports that are played on a global stage. When an American Counter Strike team is make, is doing well, that gets traction on American websites. Uh, two huge examples, like I think of in the past two years, were the past two Evos, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. For those who don't know, Evo is basically the Super Bowl of fighting games, if you want to call it that. So, in twenty sixteen, you had Li Joe going to top eight for Street Fighter. Nobody cared that Li Joe was from Long Island. I think he still lives there, but that's where his name came from. Um, right. I, I'm pretty sure that's where his name came from. But nobody cared that he was from, if they were from California, they didn't care that he was from Long Island. They knew that he was the only American in top eight for Street Fighter in, 20, in, in at Evo 2016. All the other players were from like Japan or Singapore or something like that. And they... Everybody cheered him on. And then last year, PG Punk, same thing. He goes to grand finals against Takedo, who Takedo is not an American, but Takedo works for an American team. Takedo is signed to Echo Fox, which is Rick Fox's team. Right. That's an American team. And everybody in the United States was cheering on Punk, even though everybody likes Takedo too. Like, like, you know, when Takedo won, I was like, eh, he deserved it, you know. But every American was cheering on Punk because he was from America. That's why. And because Americans are the underdogs. <laughs> you know, that's the thing in esports. So you have to look at, like, games on a, on a global scale. You know, that's how they are. That's how, you know, it's going to be looked at. When your Don't team. Don't call us the underdogs. Blizzard is an American company, and they created esports with StarCraft. They created esports by accident. Yep, okay? they did, but they, they still fucking did it. They cre- okay, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> no, we should we should move on to Overwatch. No, no, no you brought it up. You did this to, to yourself, Bob. We, we're talking about Blizzard, which is an Overwatch company. Blizzard created 
StarCraft did not capitalize on the esports aspect of it. Korea did. The community in South Korea created esports with Blizzard's game. Blizzard's leads to the esports party. It's why StarCraft 2 failed as an esport. It's why Heroes of the Storm failed as an esport. Hearthstone's not going to make it as an esport. Wow, fucking, um, you know, uh, PvP isn't going to make it as an esport. They're trying to fix all of their mistakes with Overwatch League, which they can if they do it right. I have faith that, they're, that yeah. the league's going to do good. Well, so, PvP really isn't. Like, well, PvP, if they wanted to make Arena an eSport, then they should. I don't know if they have it this way now because I haven't played in a long time. Uh, but it should have been when you walk into Arena, not Battlegrounds, but Arena, mm-hmm. you should have the top gear, period, of whatever class you play, the top gear. Because you, you would have to actually gear up in Battlegrounds to even have a chance in arena i know because i was a 3k arena player like i was a really good arena player but i had to work really hard for hours and hours and hours and hours I'm say this to get that one gear. thing about arenas and then we could move on i did watch arenas uh pvp at uh blizzcon last year when they were doing the PvP stuff, only because it was extremely chaotic. There's people just running around, somebody's on fire, somebody's healing somebody else, somebody's stabbing somebody. It's extremely chaotic, and it was entertaining to watch. But it was same. It was entertaining the same way that, I don't know, watching fucking Rocket League is entertaining. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wouldn't take it too seriously. But, um, yeah, there's definitely some work that needs to be done. And like you said, it's season one, with Overwatch League, we'll see how they handle it. But I'm just saying, and they they're like they they're gonna they definitely have to take a lot of stuff that we set into consideration. So we know they listen to this podcast; it'll get taken care of. I'll put it into That's their right. hands. That's right. Um, well, let's move on to some Overwatch updates that may be on the way. Jeff Kaplan actually put in a pretty long post in the forums, and this was four days ago. But it was probably it's probably because they have they've been focusing so much on. BlizzCon coming up that they they probably haven't been too active in the forums. Actually, I'm pretty sure that that's what he said in the post. But, until um, today, though, until today, yeah. yeah which Jeff went crazy today. He, he was on it today. It. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into that. Actually, that's gonna mostly roll into the weekly updates. Gotcha, but, gotcha, cool. Um, in terms of this long post that he made, uh, looks like there is a Mercy rework coming. I think everybody knew that was coming. Foo predicted that several times even after they made the change. But um, the Mercy, they, they just really feel like Resurrect is too powerful, which, I mean, it is. It's fucking Resurrect, though, right? What did you expect? Like, it brings a dead player back to life. But the, the, what they're saying in the, in, the, in the forums is, why don't they bring a player back to life with half health, not That's full the health. same thing I said to Bob. That's, the, that's, that's what exactly. Jaws been saying for weeks and weeks. That was, I mean, that was Jaws' idea. I mean, it was everybody's. It was a lot of people's idea. You know why it was a lot of people's was the idea? First one that I heard say it. So it was a lot of people's idea because it's fucking obvious. <laughs> like <laughs> when you knock down a six hundred health tank, and then they're instantly brought back with six hundred health. That is not fun. When it Mercy just Roadhog back into the meta. Yeah. I mean, like that just 
makes they they changed Mercy's res, right? The whole reason they changed her kit was to be like, oh well, you know, three man reses, four man reses, five man reses aren't fun. Well, you know what else isn't fun? Getting your entire <laughs> exactly what I just talked about, like having what you just did erased. You know, like you just like you bet you barely win a fight, right? Like you just scrape by on the skin of your teeth, like oh he's fucking dead. Vroom, like oh <laughs> fuck this game. <laughs> like that, yeah. that is not fun. I, mean, I tell you, it's I- not as bad as it was when they big five of them back, but at the same time they can do it every freaking thirty seconds. Yes. And before the recent nerf, it was really bad, dude. It was really bad that like they could just res four people in the you know in like a twenty-two second span. Yeah, you you so you have your initial res right. So you swoop in, hit your initial res. Oh, guess what? Two more people down. Let me go pop Valkyrie. I got an instant another res. That's two. That's two people in the span of like ten seconds. And all I got to do is fly up in the air. No one's going to be able to hit me because I have the hitbox the size of a walnut. And then next thing you know, oh, That's here comes the other person. The hitbox isn't the problem. The problem is she can go any which direction she wants to go. And is constantly regenerating health. So yeah. if you can't predict her, then it makes it extremely hard. See, I, I still think the biggest issue with her with her ultimate is the fact that she can res four people. Well, she can't now though. Now she can't like, that was the biggest problem in my opinion. I said it before and I still hold the opinion that, okay, you're right. She's extremely difficult to hit while she's in her ultimate form, but she should be hard to kill in her ultimate form. It is an ultimate. I think it it does deserve, it, it would be better if it was, let's say five seconds shorter shit i'd say 10 seconds shorter but, but right. if it was like five right. seconds shorter i think that would be okay but, yeah that's exactly what i called in the episode when i had two mercies one bob was yeah. i was like can we like <laughs> drop five seconds off and then you can have your instant uh uh fly away cool down yeah back but i was like my like you know my my strategy when she pops her ultimate is like okay now she's a fly that I'm gonna ignore, and we're gonna focus on the people that she's healing. And actually, I've had great success with playing Zenyatta and either playing Soldier. And if I wanted to get rid of her, I will hold my Soldier ult until she pops her fucking ultimate, and then just kill her that way. But in the cases that I don't, like where I've had, I'm playing like Zenyatta, and like you're like fuck it, fuck her, <laughs> Discord or Discord orb on this person, kill him. Discord board on that person, kill him. You know, it was a bit more of a problem when she could res four people. Now she really can't do that. She has to be a bit more picky. But um, I think that was a huge help. But I think part of the issue, and this is where we get into a balancing problem um, that Overwatch has, where they will balance out perceived issues. If the community continues to perceive that Overwatch, that not Overwatch, but that Mercy is able to fly around too much, if they continue to perceive that, it will change, and that's dangerous. Perceived issues should mm. not be changed. But go ahead. Maybe, but I'm of the belief that Blizzard is actually only listening to the professional community. Like, no I'm, like I'm of the belief because everything that does actually get changed was something that was highly bitched about in the professional community in their pro discord that they're in 
That's that's so, like that's that's my belief at this point. So the pro community was bitching about not having a viable junk rat. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you got a point there. Probably, or the pro community was work. bitching about Symmetra not being that useful after. Uh, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> after okay. the first point. Okay. Nah. I retract my statement. <laughs> yeah, but but, hey, but man, now everybody's wrong at times. <laughs> but now with the changes to Mercy, with, with the even further changes to Mercy, you now she has that option to come in, and instead of resing one, she can res two, which I found to be a little off because, like like you said, Ja, you sit there and you get this guy down, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go get me a health pack, and next thing you know, bing. Now you have not one person alive, but the other person that was coming to help that person. Now that person's alive. And now you're facing a three on one because you got Mercy and the other two and you're stuck like Chuck. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think I think that change was good because it gives Mercy diversity. But I think Jaw hits it on the head. I think it needs to be half health. I agree. I agree. I mean, that yeah, sounds like a good change to me at this point. Because the thing is, like, right now, I think the biggest reason, like, because right now, Mercy can fly in, res, fly away, go heal somebody else. That gives her too much utility. If she reses somebody, she needs to stay on that person to keep them alive. Not to mention, if the person's only at half health, they may start backing well, away from the fight. She can't fly away. Uh, the res no, uh, that was one of the other changes that came in. The res no longer resets, uh, guardian angels so that's what a bunch of the mercies were complaining about is that they couldn't run in res and guardian angel right out because before it reset it so they could run in res guardian angel right out they're gone right now they have to like they have to like survive for two to three seconds well guardian angel doesn't take that long to recharge two to three seconds like three seconds well still if you res a roadhog though and just stand behind them Yes, yeah, and health. that's and that's what you should do. But before it was way easy for them because they could just res him and instantly shoot out. Especially right. if they were in, if they were in Valkyrie, they shot out like a Genji dash. Wow. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, it, that's the thing. Like I think she should be stuck onto like if she res somebody. Okay, now now it's your responsibility. You got to make sure this person lives. Other than that, it, it was just a wasted res, right? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you res a Roadhog and now he has 300 health and he hits the vape as soon as he gets is ready, you know, that's still going to be a problem. But, like, now we're talking about, you know, if you, if it's like a McCree or Soldier 76 or somebody else like that, that, that they're going to kind of shy away from the fight, you know. Maybe not a Soldier. He'll pop down his health, but, you know, somebody else. It's 25 other people. Not 25 other people, but it's at least 20 people who that would, <laughs> that would affect negatively, you know. So I think that's um, what... Hey, guys. Um, so... On the Discord right now, Totally Drunk just dropped a PTR update effective today. Okay. So I'm just going to read this real quick for everyone. So the first one is on Anna. Biotic rifle damage, like we already know, 60 to 70. We're going to talk about that in the next one. Now, talking on Mercy. Mercy's resurrect cast time increased from 0 seconds to 1.75 seconds. Okay. Mercy's movement speed is now reduced by 75% while casting. And also the last one, Valkyrie, when activated, Resurrection no longer has a cast time. So 
And this is a uh, PTR. So this is going to, I guess, going to be live on a PTR here soon. Can you link that on our Slack real quick? Definitely will. Definitely will. If you can find it. It's just, just look in the Blizzard client. It'll be there. Okay, yeah, I'm looking I, at I it got now. it. And I got it right here. I'm going to put it in, in uh, yeah, our so Slack here. I, Mercies are going to come. If that actually goes live, Mercies will really complain about that. But in my opinion, that means you have to be a bit smarter with your res. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can't fly in and res the first person you see anymore. Yeah. Like, I think that 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 that's pretty. I have to see how that plays out. I would have to see how that plays out. You know? Yeah. Just link that to you guys. Yeah. I think it's funny that I would have. I thought they would have waited until after BlizzCon to put something like this on the PTR. Because now this is going to be on the PTR. People are going to have tons of feedback. They're going to be complaining or cheering. And there's going to be nobody to listen to them. Yeah. No one's going to listen. Nobody's gonna listen. Uh, Are you so, saying people listen normally? Well, somebody's <laughs> watching. So I always so, feel like so oh, basically it, these I mercy reworks. I knew we were going with this. These mercy reworks have actually just gone live during the show. Look at that. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Well, now we don't even have to speculate what they're gonna do. This is what they did. We'll see what happens. So, and her movement speed has been Wait, reduced by seventy five percent. I like that's that. That's a lot. That's a lot. I like casting, it. and you can get stunned. Yep. Oh wow, that stab. Who is not going to be happy about that? He I is not. not you're right. You're 100 percent right. He is not going to be happy we, about we, that. We need him to be happy to do the mercy episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he like. I have to talk to him and see how he feels about it. But um. And for those who don't know, it's like an ongoing joke. The Mercy episode was supposed to be in the first batch. It has gotten pushed to the last batch because of all the changes that have happened with Mercy while we've been recording the show. And after um, we put out the real one, maybe we'll put out a retro Mercy. <laughs> it's a really great freaking episode. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, this... can, I, uh, can I read these developer comment right here? Go about ahead. This? Yeah, that's fine. It says, uh, we feel that Mercy's recent rework has been successful, but her resurrectability still feels too strong and frustrating to play against. Now that it has a cast time, there is more room for enemies to counter the ability. However, casting resurrect happens instantly when Valkyrie is active. This should make this should make her feel powerful when she transform on the battlefield. They're gonna get so many complaints about this. So yeah, many dude. complaints about this because one of the ways, like, if you talk to food, one of the ways that people play Mercy is you got to play her like a fly, right? You're flying all over the place. You're trying to swat Mercy, and that's kind of deal. Now, with one of her most important moves, this exposes her big time. So she has to, uh, Mercy would have to be very careful when they res because she doesn't have a high health pool. So not only does it take almost two seconds to res. It slows her down by 75%. If you can't hit a Mercy that's slowed down by 75%, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to kill that Mercy. <laughs> you know, I mean, you we should have had Mel on the show today. Or I, I, I know. see Sorrow. They're going to be... Oh, Mel just said in the chat, F that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like it's, but from a... Uh, from a the opposite perspective of having a recourse versus mercy because right now there's like almost no recourse to mercy just kind of flying flying up to somebody and resing them and bringing them back there's no recourse that is it impossible for mercy to res now no it's definitely not impossible but, yeah, but it would have to be more well thought out you'll have to be with your team 
to provide yeah, your team cover. will have to provide support and that's a really short time to get that going i think i like your idea better john i don't like this yeah well <laughs> i bobby don't like this i think we're gonna see a lot of mercy mains not be mercy mains anymore yeah i def i definitely see it as a good thing to stop the mercy meta but i don't see it as a good thing to keep mercies happy Oh, this is definitely not going to keep Mercy's happy, but it's the same thing. Like when they changed Diva twice, that didn't keep the Diva man's happy. No, you know that it didn't. It didn't keep it when they, they they changed. They she went from being a brawler to damage mitigation and back to a brawler. So technically speaking, somebody got happy twice. <laughs> but and, and, and that's based off the feedback of the community or the professional side. What do you think? This? No, no, the, no, those diva changes. Those diva changes? Oh, changing her uh changing her I uh, think... defense matrix was definitely pro. Yes, like pros were very upset about the saying like they they didn't like that she could eat ultimates. I'm just kind of like, well, get her the out of that. Ultimates but... she could basically stop. I mean, the pros were the loudest about diva's defense matrix and what the problems were the, the you know the lower community wasn't talking about that because divas didn't know how to use their defense matrix so it wasn't that big of a problem right but uh the yeah this these, these are gonna be these are these are gonna people are gonna swap off for mercy like i think we're gonna see we're definitely gonna see less mercies with this because now it makes you less like if you play mercy the same old way this is gonna make you less useful it, it just is um they yeah, like, poor but, mercy yeah. mains r.i.p mel got a shirt for blizzcon that's got the old school five person res icon yeah it says uh-huh. like rest in peace or do you remember or something like that <laughs> yeah you mean the uh the achievement <laughs> no no just oh, the... the icon that mercies would see when Wait, there's maybe. a possible five person res oh right so right, the little right, res right. icon that shows the number when you're in yeah. the area the five she's got the times five right on the chest <laughs> gotcha. you remember i remember <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah but i don't know i do so if rez is gonna re- bring a player 100 back then i think this is okay like I, said, I have to see how it plays out like i can't 100 say yes but i have to see how it plays out like from one thing just from a, it's a high risk move now it's a high risk move that really gets you high a risk, big I mean, reward. I'm not a great DPS, but I'm going to kill Mercy's a lot now. If your if your Reinhardt goes down and you're able to bring him back up, that's effectively 2,500 health that you a health pool that you just brought back. That's a huge reward for a move that wasn't that difficult to execute before. This makes it more of a reward. And be honest with you, the trade-off is that you got to stay with your team now. Like you can't, yeah. if a Reinhardt was, let's say, out of position and got punished for being out of position, you can't just fly out to that Reinhardt now and hit the button and then, you know, heal him or back away. Cause like, I'm sorry, but if if you if a Reinhardt just got rezzed, even if the enemy, t- the, the 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 person who just killed the Reinhardt, tries to focus on you, now the Reinhardt is just gonna wipe him out when he comes back, you know. But now, yeah. <laughs> you, know, they, 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 like, you gotta I think about st- it. I still think it would have been the half life would have been better. I think just just because 
now there just doesn't seem like a lot of reason to play Mercy. It, I mean, at least at low elos, like there, I mean, there's just well, one of the things they wanted to do was make Mercy a more skill based character. Congratulations! <laughs> like, yeah. you just you just well, did that. the changes did make her a lot more skill based. I mean, the our original changes did. It's just she was OP. So right, the, right. like you know, that's like Jack made it to freaking uh, made it to Grandmaster from Masters after the changes, and is on the cusp. Of top 500 right now. Oh, nice. I think it, it's a high reward move, and I think it's totally fair to have a high reward move that's high risk. I think it is. I do. I, we're definitely going to see less people play Mercies, but anytime you make a, cha- a character more challenging to play, people are going to drop off on it. If you see people, it, like, not what Mercy doesn't Mercy have over a 90% pick rate or something like that? Like, it's really high. When you see her pick that much, that is a signal. That uh, you know, maybe she's a bit too easy to play, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Mercy mains now that are actually really good at playing Mercy, because obviously she is more than going in and hitting a button or something like that. Yeah, I mean, but, the really good ones went up, and the bad ones went down for sure with the yeah. first change. But you like with the new change, you did see a lot of people playing Mercy who didn't know how to heal properly, who to heal, who to prioritize. But they you know what they did do? When they saw somebody dead, they brought them right back up to life. It still made mm-hmm. them useful. And, uh, yeah, that is going to be a way – it's going to be way different now. And they're going to get a lot of complaints about this. So I'm curious to see how this turns out. Two things. Two things on this. First thing, now you have to think twice. Like you said, you have to think twice on flying in for that res because now you can get stunned – yeah. In the middle of resing. Yeah. Okay. So McCree's coming after you. Reaper's coming after you. Junkrat's coming after you. You can okay. get fucking hacked. You can get hacked now. Sombra's coming after you. And number two, Spider in the Discord had a suggestion. He's He says, or she says, I'm not too sure, um, that he thought that the res, with the res, the, the HP should be 75% and... Uh, of shield, yeah. So seventy five percent for shield, twenty five percent normal HP that depletes over time, kind of like Lucio's alt. And then the mercy would have to stick around to heal him, because if not, then the res would be wasted. So that's what he's saying yeah. uh, in the in the chat. And Spider is definitely a he. He is one of the hosts of the Overwatch League net work podcast he's going to be at the meet and greet with me at calm before the storm at six o'clock p.m pacific standard time <laughs> shameless plug yeah shameless. <laughs> oh, we'll see well this this was a good I'm, I'm glad we picked it up before we ended the show but <laughs> yeah there are other things yeah good find yeah. there are other things that jeff kaplan talked about in this in this post he did talk about there's changes coming to competitive play but it looks like it's going to be more on the matchmaking system and it actually looks like it's going to be looking to improve uh, some matchmaking or may, uh, they're, they're looking to improve matchmaking. So that could that could include making getting a match faster or maybe who you play with at a high, at the high end of the skill rating spectrum. But they are really trying to get matchmaking. I don't know. Like, Bob, you brought up on you another know. show. Go ahead. Yeah, you know what I think it is. Yeah, you want them to stop putting main. Like if somebody plays. Uh, Soldier 76 a lot, they don't want to put two of those people into the same game together. 
I mean, yep. that makes sense. They do that in other games. Like when you look at Hots, you know, they if you pick a character, they don't put you in the same. There's not duplicates of that character in the, in the game, right? Yeah. In the same game that you play as, obviously Overwatch is a little different because you can switch characters at any given time. But if they see that you're that you're more than likely going to be playing a certain character, then they may uh, change that. It's just a little difficult though, right? Because they should not do that. I don't. I don't know if it's okay for them to do that based off of your overall playtime. I think it should be if they're going to do that, it will need to be done per season. Per because season for sure. Right now, you know, I have on my on on Jaw on my main account, which I don't know if I'm going to keep that as my main account or not, but that's a discussion for a different day. <laughs> um, on Jaw, I have 34 hours of Zarya on that, and there, there, nobody else is close to that, right? I think the next character is cl- the next closest character has like, you know, 20 something hours. I can't remember who it is. But you know, I wouldn't want them to base competitive off of that because right now I'm not playing Zarya all that much. Like my first pick is generally speaking Orissa uh for competitive or another anchor tank. I only pick Zarya if somebody else picks an anchor tank before me. And I wouldn't want to get stuck playing Zarya all the time because, you know, everybody else is picking different characters. But go ahead. But at least, you know, at least you're not getting in there. Like, I think what leads me to believe that this is what they're doing is he said it's all stuff behind the scenes, which makes it sound a lot like they will be kind of trying to put DPS, you know, tank, heals together it makes me think that they'll be trying to do that of course it won't be perfect but it could be better than what we have now exactly like i've played so many games this season with three mercy mains on my team and then even just that like i get on a team and i look and i'm like oh hey we got an anna main we got a mercy main we got a lucio main we got a zenyatta main and another mercy main fuck (laughs) Well, and well piss. another thing is that just because somebody plays a character a lot as their main character doesn't mean they're actually good at it. True. You know, I have actually I have successfully convinced people to why don't you give me that soldier? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> why, why you don't you do that? Why don't you give me Arissa? And then uh, they'll switch oh, yeah. off. You know, oh, yeah, you'll you do that. Like, but, hey, you guys cool changing up the roles. But now, if you have somebody who mains tanks, and, like who actually mains tanks, and they're not doing a good job, and you're like, "Well, can you do something else?" You're like, "No." Now you're just stuck with a bum ass tank, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's you could have been stuck with that anyway, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I just think this will increase the likelihood, but you know, and then we'll they see. didn't get their tank, so they picked Hanzo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, the Overwatch Speaking story. Which, I'm thinking about getting. Oh, damn it. I shouldn't have said on the podcast. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. I'll tell you if I do it. Delay that. Okay. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mysterious Bob. Okay, Sorry, right. I, don't want, I don't want someone else to take it. Okay. All right. All so right. You'll we'll, understand. We'll talk, yeah. We'll talk after the stream. Uh, the third big focus is toxicity. They're saying they're still, still working on that. They're trying to tell play players, like, please... Uh, report the system is working. They're saying they're saying that the email system is working. You know, they're saying well, that, that's what they're saying. I guess maybe they saw an increase in reports with people sending the emails. Uh, there's still a big, no, still no. a big stigma. 
about the report system though because okay fine you're you're they came out and said that they're really trying to deal with these toxic players now but then when you have reports because that's all like when when i'm looking at like reddit and replies to this thread the thing i keep seeing pop up is oh is it gonna take two thousand reports to get somebody get somebody taken care of like that that is in the community now and it Uh. will be a stigma for a very long time they're still gonna have an issue with that but go ahead well what they mean by the email system is he's talking their 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 beta program for sending emails to reporters Yes. About the report EB. Okay, so I thought you were saying that they were getting emails sent into them. No, they're no, they're they're. I think they're saying an increase of reports because people are getting feedback on what they're reporting. Okay, okay, gotcha. Funny thing about it, though, right? If you you want to hear a funny a fun fact about reporting, if you report a cheater, they blatantly they clearly tell you that there will be no uh, response on whether or not something happens. None. You That's can't even report cheaters, like because well, you they don't want you to know their anal their analytics and their their different strategies for catching cheaters. So well, if no, you like, report I'm, and you'll know that what you told them was viable, then that could lead to. Let me the clarify. Cheaters. Let me clarify because you can report a cheater in Overwatch. <clears throat> I can almost guarantee you, if you report a cheater, that nothing happens with that. Because Overwatch wants video evidence. That's what they want. They want video evidence. In order to report a cheater with video evidence, you cannot do it through the Overwatch client. You can't even go in to your um, to your account, to your Blizzard account. You can't go into your Blizzard account and report a cheater that way with video evidence. In order to actually report a cheater, there is a different area of the Blizzard website that you have to go to. Where you can actually put, you know, the like the link to the YouTube video and stuff like that. That's how you report an actual cheater with video evidence. Some of that stuff should be a slam dunk when you see somebody snapping to the middle of somebody's body, or when you see perfect tracking and stuff like that. A lot of these videos should be a slam dunk, but in those cases, they say they won't they won't give you any type of reply if the cheater if there's any type of action done onto the cheater. So that's a problem. I think that needs to be addressed. If you report a cheater and that cheater gets banned, they need to let you know because that tells you that the system is actually working. That sounds like a lot of work to so you got your you got your VOD of someone cheating. Okay, now I gotta stop my game, go to Blizzard's website, find this link or this, you know, uh um Dropbox, if you will put my VOD onto that and then hope to it's not pop, even pop easily accessible. Cap, you know, and say, am I, is my video good enough to warrant you to do something or no? It's not even easily accessible. I had to find the link in a form. It's not just a link you can find, you know, See, that's my, that's my point. You have to go and like hunt down this link and I, Come on, man. Let's be let's be honest for a second. These people are not going to go try to hunt down a link to go report someone. They want it to be user friendly. They want it to be like right there in their face when they want to. So that way they can just send and go. Well, the reason they do that, I can almost guarantee it is because they don't want people just reporting cheaters because they got their ass whooped. 
You make it too easy, you're going to get flooded with reports. You really have to want to get the cheater reported. Like, <laughs> I, I had a VOD. Actually, I had two VODs of a cheater cheating, uh, which I actually stitched together, and I put it onto my YouTube page. I, we forgot that stuff. You actually have to upload this VOD somewhere. You can't submit it You uh, directly to me. You have to upload it to like, YouTube. And on top of that, you have to make it unlisted so nobody else can watch it unless they have the link. Because if you make it public... Blizzard will ban you. They will ban you. <laughs> so, and this is not just an Overwatch thing. This is a Blizzard thing in general. So, right. you know, once that happens, um, then you have to take the VOD and you can send it to them. But I, I did have a VOD that it was a slam dunk. Like this guy goes from not hitting anything to snapping onto the body and hitting everything. You know, that like that, that's it's a slam dunk, but I submitted it. Don't know what happened with it. You know, it's up there in the cloud, man. <laughs> in the blizzard cloud. You know, Bobby, you had something to say about that, though. You bet you got it. I, no, I would say John tell- made my point for me. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay. What's your point that I made for you? Oh, the. Uh, oh, about having if you really... make it too easy, yeah, then okay. everybody will report. Like, if you make it actually hard, like I've done those reports. I just happened to be recording my VOD, and someone did something. I warned them mm-hmm. that I was recording the VOD. They said, "Fuck you, I'm throwing anyway." I said, "Okay," and yeah. then I put it up on, uh, or I reported, and I left my uh, my. Uh, my uh, uh, YouTube link. Yeah, well, not the YouTube link because I couldn't get it up there that that quick. I just left my YouTube account, so the link to my account, and then I said it will be uploaded five minutes from now. So, like, they just have to go and see what I uploaded five minutes after. You got to hand it to them on a silver platter. They probably looked at that. Junk box. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, but that's like the end game report. I mean, I can't. Yeah, tough. the in like I can't report that in game like that. So I report it in game with the with the link to my page, and then I say it'll be up there at timestamp. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. That's and and like, I guess to make the timestamp, but I mean right. that's a lot more work than most people are going to go through. But it's a legitimate report. I've. You know, I took the time to do that, so they might actually look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, so they like they're like you know they're they're working on toxicity. Uh, I think with Overwatch specifically, if they truly want to deal with the toxicity issue, they have to one stay on it. They can't like let off. They have to constantly be showing that they are watching and they are taking action. And they have to, they, they got to put their foot down. The Overwatch community is different from every other Blizzard community, right? Oh, the other Blizzard communities are generally, they're generally uh, made of people from other, other Blizzard communities. A lot of Blizzard <laughs> communities kidding, are made of WoW players, right? A lot of Blizzard communities are made of WoW players. Uh, you know, Diablo. I really don't know that many people who only play Diablo. Like, yeah, they'll play Diablo and StarCraft and WoW. They play, play Diablo and WoW. A lot of StarCraft players also play WoW, or they only play StarCraft. That's a only, that's, I mean, there really aren't, aren't any I mean, other RTSs that they're going to play competitively. To right? be fair, I only played Diablo when I was 15. 
Well, that's like great, six Bob. Months. Yeah. When was that? Like 600 BC? <laughs> I'm still saying it's a long back time ago, Bob. Yeah. Back in the day. It was back when it came out. Diablo but two. still, like, you are, like, Diablo at that time was really the only game in town if you wanted that type of game, right? So yep. had, that that is a Blizzard specific community. Uh, Starcraft is a Blizzard specific community. Hearthstone, Warcraft, Blizzard specific community. Heroes of the Storm, Blizzard specific community. Not Overwatch, though. Overwatch is pulling players from all over the place. And that's part of the problem. You're getting a lot of toxic elements from other shooters, you know? Like, let's say, so the thing about Counter-Strike, for those who haven't played it, like, if you didn't play, like, in the, uh, competitively, uh, or... You're also you getting you, League of Legends people, too. Yes, you're getting League of Legends people, too. Uh, so, you know, if you didn't play competitively, or if you didn't play uh, CSGO, like, in the, uh, you know, try to climb the ranks... The toxicity in Counter-Strike is checked by its own toxicity, right? When you say something to somebody, you better expect that they're going to say something back to you. And you don't want to lose that argument. So it might not even be worth it for you to say anything in the first place. It's, it's weird, right? It's very weird, but it is kind of checked by its own toxicity. With Overwatch, a lot of these play, uh, car- a lot of these players are coming over, and they're GG easy, or they're saying all the shit, they're talking the shit, and all they do is just get muted. Like nobody ever says anything back to them. There's no backlash. There's no by defending themselves. So they just continue to do it. They continue to do it. They continue to do it. I'm not saying that's 100% the reason, right? But this is one right. of the things that you'll see. But so you have other players coming from these other communities, and you got them letting them know that that shit's just not gonna fly here. Honestly, I would say to, to to the people that talk all that shit, it is not worth it to try and talk shit back. Like, your best bet is to just mute that one player and then just keep talking. Don't leave group chat. Mute the one fucking player. Don't leave group chat. I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Do not leave group chat. Team mute chat the one name. fucking yeah. asshole. Yes, right. whatever. The chat that you're in for the game. Do not <laughs> leave the chat. Mute that one asshole because everybody else probably wants to hear you, but they're not confident enough to speak up. Yeah. Yes. All because all because that one that one asshole wants to wants to flood the chat with, with BS. Yeah. And then you and, and and then the communication for the entire for the entire team, team is down is just because just because of that one person. If you if you talk to them and you keep going, it's going to bring you down too. It's going to decrease your concentration just as much. So your best bet is to tell everybody in the chat, "Hey, I'm going to mute so and so because he's not he's not helping our cause at all." I encourage you guys to do the same. Then just then just mute him. And if the other people don't, it's kind of funny because, like, they'll be talking back to them and you don't know why they're talking. But it's still it's still a better way for you to go forward because I got caught in that early on in Overwatch, just just getting in a fight with someone else and trying to prove my point, And then I just wasting my time because I'm not paying attention to the match. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. But that's the thing. Like when like I say it's it's a it's a 
self-perpetuating issue because you just want to ignore the person, but then you ignore the person, they're just going to keep... The, the toxicity, you may not hear it anymore, but it's going to spread to the next game and spread to the next game and spread to the next game. If they, uh, I'm not telling people to talk back. I'm not telling you to talk back. I'm just <laughs> trying to give a reason why. Well, one of the reasons why it gets so bad in Overwatch and other like in Counter Strike, you know, it just may not be worth it for them to 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 say anything. Like you know, because it becomes like a battle of wits, right? It's like well, I'm gonna say this. He might say this. Okay, then I'm gonna say that. He might say this, and he's like, oh, "Fuck it, it's not worth it." <laughs> Dude, Toxicity you have to learn is that when you're like when you're younger, you just want to win that. The like when you're older, you realize the winning that is it's just not worth it. Just yeah. not doing it, right? Boom, yeah. you just won by not doing anything. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but easiest thing you could have done. Just muted you. Can't tell me anything now. Too yeah. bad. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, right, let's go ahead and move on from Jeff's comments. I didn't think we were there. Well, actually, it's kind of uh, Timeless's fault for finding that update. So this, uh, is, this is his fault again. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. So this event uh, clearly just didn't bring back. It really wasn't hitting this time. And the Summer Games also didn't bring that many people back this year. I think No, but it was more fun. Because there was a competitive Lucio Ball. Like, they mm. upgraded Lucio Ball, which was a pretty fun competitive thing. Like it was definitely more fun for me than this last event was. Right. Yeah. This last event, like there's a lot of things going on. Like I said, October 2017 is a monster month for games. It was a monster month for games. I mean, it's over now. Your wallets should be empty right now, but you know, it was a monster month for games. A lot there. I can't imagine there's a game that you didn't buy this month. Like there was something for everybody this month everybody uh so you know that's part of the problem but also having the events on repeat like this not gonna bring me back not to mention the fact that all of the new legendary all of the new skins are legendary that also doesn't help because first of all like for me example right my rng is shit period it's already hard (laughs) enough for me to get a legendary I did right. get a legendary this uh, this event. It was a fucking normal legendary. It wasn't even an event legendary. <laughs> you yeah. know? So that also kind of makes it a bit difficult to get into it. Like, okay, I'm going to play and get the loot boxes so maybe I can go ahead and get this epic. Like, you know, I want I want this epic skin and like, at least I'll get that. But now it's like I have to rely on getting legendaries within like what was like a three-week period. Oh, take. Yeah, it's like it's 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 an impossible task. It feels like. Yeah, it makes them it makes them more exciting when someone has them. But we talked about this way back when they first did all legendaries for the anniversary event, and we talked about how we didn't want to see that going forward. But it appears we've seen it in every event going forward. There has not been a new. There's not been a new skin that's not legendary let out, period. Like, every event since anniversary has been legendary, every single one. They definitely put in the old ones that weren't legendary, but I already had all those. It's just, it's kind of a bummer with that. And I want to go on record saying that the Overwatch League skins for each different team better 
not fucking all be legendary. <laughs> Those motherfuckers at most better be purple. At most. I would actually venture to say that they should be one level below. It costs 400 <laughs> per because there's going to be a shit ton of them. And yeah, everybody wants their own team would be really upset if they I, are all legendary. I don't want to dive too deep into that, but honestly, I do think we're going to see our first purchasable Overwatch DLC. Like, you, I think you'll be able to buy skin packs. I was just I thinking that. So. I hope so. I think you'll be able to yeah. buy skin packs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I think there's a lot. We're going to hear more about BlizzCon at BlizzCon, obviously. And I didn't want to turn this into there. Yeah, you'll be there. I didn't want to turn this into a BlizzCon. (laughs) I wish that this would happen show. Because at at first, I was going to put that on the docket. But then I started reading all these other websites. Like, this is what I want to see at BlizzCon. I'm like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And I decided not to do it for this show. (laughs) But but I think we're going to see something about that. You know, where you can buy certain skin packs. And if if they follow the same trend as other games people might be more enticed to buy those skin packs because they'll probably some of the money will go back to the teams, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, they actually are. Okay. They're going back to a lot of it's going back to the actual players. Um, right. This was a discussion that I went into with discord with a bunch of different people and was actually proven wrong about how much players get off merchandise and the players are going to get a lot of that money. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so uh, I think we're gonna see like, we're gonna see principal DLC for that. I think I really hope they decide to do something with those gold loot boxes. Actually, you could do me a favor, Bob. Okay. During the questions and answers, they allow people to come and ask questions for Overwatch. You know, with the dev team there, right? There's three oh, questions I want you to ask. One, I want you to ask Jeff Kaplan why he hates me. Two, I want you to. <laughs> no. well, I'm just asking that while we're having drinks, you know, yeah. Friday night. Two, I actually, if you can get on that line wearing your Watchpoint radio shirt, that would be a nice effect. Um, I of got course, two of them. Take it with me. If you can do that, ask him about any future plans for golden loot boxes, and you can split the question too. Like, hey, there's a two part. There's two parts of this question. A, would you consider giving a golden loot box out? Every uh, every hundred levels would that yeah, dude, be, would, that's my idea, dude. We had the idea together, okay? Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> we I'll, go with that. I'll go with that. Okay, would we would you would they consider giving a golden loot box out every hundred levels now that there's really no bonus to prestiging? B, is it possible in the future to buy golden loot box packs? Packs of gold loot boxes, because that would be re- that would be a really good thing for someone who was a silver or gold border three star. Like that would be a really yeah. good thing for them to buy, and then we don't have to buy the bullshit packs because exactly. we yeah. already like. There's no way we're going to get something that we want with them, so why right. not pay a little bit extra for the premium box? That's exactly. a good question. Yeah, so yeah. if you can ask that, you can you can formulate the question however you like, but we just got to get the answers on that. And tell Jeff I'm watching him. <laughs> <laughs> I have my eye on him. But back Praise to him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> back to the events. Like we're just seeing a, a decline in Overwatch play in general. I mean, in Korea, 
the uh, the internet cafe, like because I think you reported on Japan last week, but they're looking at like it's down to nine percent, right? At PC Bank, like the the top they had was twenty five percent of the players registered at PC Bank were playing Overwatch. That was actually in line with like League of Legends. Now, League of Legends is still up there, but you know, League of Legends is up there, PUBG is up there, but Overwatch has seen a decline. Which is crazy. PUBG is the most like random. It's yeah. just it's, it's a bat- like- battle royale is in right now. It's just in. Just like H1Z1. Well, not H1Z1, but like what was it called before it was called H1Z1? Or uh it was the mod for Arma 3. What was it called? That everybody was fucking playing. Oh, the zombie one? Yeah, the zombie one. Uh, uh World, not, was it World War Z or Z something? Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't work. It was World War Z. Dang it. It was something Z. Uh but yeah, that like it's it's just battle royale is what's in right now. PUBG is hot. The battle royale on Fortnite is hot. People on on PS4 are abandoning Destiny and going to play that now. So yeah, like it's just what's hot right now. And well, if they play and it right, I hope you're right about yeah. Destiny running out of content and everybody coming back to Overwatch because I've seen a lot of my friends list play the Destiny. PC too. Players, the PC players will play Destiny for the next two to three weeks. And then, at least for, the, for PC, it may last a little bit longer because by the time that they're finally getting done with Destiny, the DLC will be out, or at least it will be right around the corner. That's the difference between console and PC right now. PC, it only takes, like, so me playing two to three hours of Destiny a week, I'm raid ready. No <laughs> grind at all, to be honest with you. The only trick that you have to remember, and if you play, if you listen to the stream and you play Destiny for PC and you did not uh, play it on console, the trick to getting high-level stuff is when you go to uh, buy an engram, or or uh, when you go to open an engram, or decrypt an engram, or when you go to get your reward from one of the vendors, have your highest level gear on, no matter whether you use it or not. You want to make your light level as high as possible, and then that way, when you do the the decryption, it will give you the highest the highest it can go. That's all I got to do. That's all John did. That's all I did. The game Pro is tip. extremely easy. You can beat it in one day. You can go through the campaign in one day, totally. And then it only takes another few hours to get to a highlight level. That's it. So the PC players of Destiny will be done with that game within a few weeks. The reason why they may still play is because the DLC will be out shortly after that. For console players, they're leaving it in droves and they are uh they'll probably might be back for the DLC. I won't. That's about it. A friend of mine won't. Like I'm done. I'm I'm done with Destiny. Um, funny thing about it though, actually, I I do have Destiny for PC, but I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so on console, I'm definitely done with Destiny. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah, I think I people will be. Playing be it. Those people will be back eventually once they run out of content because Bungie is the good enough company. Like this is just good enough, so that's what they put out. They'll be back, but. Uh, in order to draw, because those events were drawing a lot of players in before, and these the two cycles of events that we've seen now, the two you know rehashes, like, I just haven't been doing it. If they want to draw on the numbers like they did before, they really need to try something new. 
and it's going to be more than just doing the same event and Dude. with it doing the same event with a, a slight tweak. I totally, I totally agree. And I was talking about it on Twitter with you and then wicked from overplayed podcast chimed in and said, this is what, what, what blizzard always does. I don't care. I don't want what, what blizzard always does. I'm telling you that I was bored with them recycling content and I'd like to see something new. And if you're going to introduce all this new loot and you want to make money off of it, then give me something new. Yep. Well, yep. here's the deal too. Like, and Wicked is right in all their, and the other games, they do events. They recycle the content. That's what they do. But once again, I'm going to bring up the fact that the Overwatch community is different than all the other Blizzard communities. Yep. They have to approach it differently. I actually think that they should not be doing six events a year. I don't think they should. I think they maybe should tone back the amount of events they do. Let's turn it back to four events a year, once a quarter, and okay. make them all different. Let's make them all different. If that's the trade-off to make them all different, then I am down. I've disagreed with you on the events because I like them because they were always new. But if they're not new, I don't want them as much. If they're new, I'd love them more, but I would definitely trade off to have new and have less. Yeah, that, I think that's what should happen. They should work on making new. And let's say they call it, you know, they have uprising, right? They can keep the uprising like theme, but at least change the story, change like you know, change the uh, the map, like make it a different scenario. Yeah, adding Symmetra into Jugestein's Revenge just pissed me off. Didn't really make me happy. <laughs> just pissed me off. Oh, especially on Endless when oh, you, yeah. when you're, multiple... you're on bonus bonus round seven and your DPS haven't been paying attention to the fact that there are five Symmetra shields. <laughs> Top. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like do like do something completely different. Like they could have made Jugestein's re revenge in a different in a different part of the map would have changed it quite a bit. Like just yep. that would have been a really good change. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. Like they or they could have just changed it in general and made it more like. uh you know, more like uprising where you had to do different things. Like, okay, well, you hold this point. You got to kill these people. You got to, you know, yeah. move this thing up. Like, maybe yeah, that- you're Junkenstein this time and going after the door. Exactly. Yep. You, you got to you, you change it. So that could be a pretty simple change, too. Well, h- how many people are asking for a talent? event like 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 oh, an uprising but with talon people Mikey want was asking for it months and months and months ago people are asking for overwatch lore give it to them in these events that's give it to it, them in these events that's right you're like right on the money on this job like you're so on the money because everyone is screaming for more lore everyone wants to know more about the story that's why i said on twitter in that same post uh, Bobby, I just want the uprising event back because if you give me the uh, uprising event back, change the content of the story, be like, okay, well, we already know what the first strike team looked like. Okay, what's Reyes and company doing while they're out there? You know, like you have people that are off screen 
that you can send on different missions and leading up to the point where it's Reyes's team versus 76's team. So you can see what actually happened. Like your the, the way that that mode plays out will then show you from both both sides perspective on what happened in the lore. Yep. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. This is what you gotta get like Overwatch is unique because it's a first person shooter that people play that don't they don't play first person shooters, right? And that's because right. they love the story, which we don't even know anything about. And they love the story and they love the we they know love the more characters. Than we knew before. We know more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yes, we want more. Definitely want more, but we know some about it. I mean, yeah. don't we can't like, we can't like say we know nothing about it because we definitely know Torbjorn has a bunch of fucking kids. Oh yeah, he gets around. But but case the case in point is like we know very limited details. Okay. They did a good job on giving us the crumbs. But now you gotta give me the cookie. Okay. I don't care about if you give me another hero or if you're gonna make all these different changes to the game. The game needs some sort of background substance to draw in that crowd more. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when Sombra came out, okay, everybody wanted to know about her. Everybody wanted to know about her background, where she came from, how she got her abilities, all that stuff. Okay. Once we've once we have her, we know that she's tight to Talon. She's doing she's doing Reaper dirty on the low by backstabbing him. You know, are the comics lead into that story a little more, but we're at the point we need some origin stories. We have to have some origin stories to to round these characters out better. Mm-hmm. Because all we're doing is we're playing the game, we're we're playing the heroes, but everybody wants to see okay, what happened to Tracer that she is the way she is. Yeah, they went over in like a like a little cutscene, but that's not enough to give you anything. Nope. You know, Reaper. Everybody wants to know how Reaper got to be Reaper. We want to know what he looks like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because even in the in those voice lines, you know, between him and Mercy, he's like, you know, she's like, oh, what happened to you? And and he's like, oh, well, you tell me. Hey, tell me the player. Yeah, exactly. I want to know. <laughs> you know, I want to know too. Exactly. So, Exactly. Like it's they there's so much they can do. But I mean honestly they, they probably are really wrapped up with Overwatch League. You know, and that's part of the problem. Like Big Fish says, you know, welcome to Blizzard to year two Blizzard cruise control mode, which is very true. They, they it, it kind of feels like they're in cruise control a little bit. They're making balance changes. Uh but like the game itself is staying the same. They're probably really focusing on Overwatch League, but still they are really focused. The reason I, I'm so hoping that once they get it off the ground and the Overwatch League team is in predominant control and the developer team moves back to just developing the game. That well, I, that's what I'm hoping happens. Well, the developer team is still like the over the, the people who are handling Owl and the people who are handling the actual development of the game are separate teams. Yes, they, have they are separate, separate but they're working in tandem. Okay, the, I don't know this for a fact, 
I am speculating that I believe that they're working in tandem hardcore right now. And I'm well, hoping right now, yeah. that that splits off as the Overwatch leak launches. I don't think it will because they're expecting to make a shit ton of money from Overwatch League. I think like Overwatch League will definitely take precedence over the regular game, but it shouldn't. Because the reason right. why Overwatch League even has as much buzz as it does right now is because of the Overwatch player base. They, they throw those numbers around 30 million, 35 million registered players, you know, stuff like that. They need those. They need people to stay invested in Overwatch so that they'll watch Overwatch League. If Overwatch does not get those players back, there is literally no reason for those people to actually watch Overwatch League. Maybe. Except the hardest Maybe. of the core. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Because, I mean, I... I have, because I'm interested in the Overwatch League, I've started to watch other esports just like, and before I'd watched HOTS, uh, like I watched Heroes of of the Dorm just because it was on ESPN, because I was like, well, how'd this get on ESPN? Oh, they and paid I watched that, it, but go ahead. <laughs> but I literally watched it, not knowing anything about it, and... That brings me to another point. I hope to God they are able to really capitalize and show the viewers what's going on because literally watched Heroes of the Dorm just being like, hmm, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but the, okay, okay. Oh, oh, I think they just took something good. You know, like, and like literally had no idea what was going on, but watched a lot of Heroes of the Dorm last year not knowing anything. Anything about HOTS. Because it was on ESPN. Yes. And That's... so I'm hoping that then they could have gotten me, maybe, maybe I would have, like, went ahead and played the game, and maybe I would have watched more had they actually, like, I, I literally watched it for three hours and still didn't understand what was going on. That so if three hours, yeah. And, and so I'm hoping... And I have faith in ZP. Like I think, I think he like with the proper, with the changes that they're making for the Overwatch World Cup. I'm really excited to see how well it actually capitalizes the different teams. I'm really excited to see. I'm hoping they've made it something to where layman's can understand. I'm so hoping. I don't know if they have, but. I know the changes they're making, like every AOE is going to be the team color. They're changing the team colors, so they'll be the same color the entire match, which will help quite a bit. That's something I've been asking for forever. So I'll just have to wait, see it at BlizzCon, and I'll have to report back to you guys. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, one of the biggest problems that Overwatch League is going to face is the spectator mode. But, I mean, I was hoping that they build a proxy and have multiple camera replacement. But, like, we'll see what they do. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, they've talked about what they're going to do, though. They've they've talked about some of it. I'm pretty sure we haven't seen – they haven't talked about everything, though. I'm hoping it's not everything. I'm hoping so bad. But they have definitely told us that the team colors are going to be in. Yeah. There's going to be – They've told us that Smart like camera. a tracer, a tracer bomb, the explosion's going to be the team color. Zarya's, uh, Zarya's ultimate's going to be the team color. So it's going to be a lot of team color stuff. 
Yes, they did. They did mention that, but I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure that there's going to be more information to that. So I hope so, John. I hope so. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into weekly updates, and we're going to shut this thing down. Okay. Holy crap! We did this is the longest show ever. This is the yeah. longest show we've ever. This had. is not the longest show I've ever done. The longest podcast I have ever done has been four nope. consecutive hours. Watchpoint Radio. It's the longest Watchpoint Radio. Longest Watchpoint Radio. But let's go. I get... listened to all your ones before I even joined. Yes, this is the longest Watchpoint Radio. But let's go ahead and get into weekly updates. Weekly updates. We're going to fly through this, folks, because we pretty much talked about everything else. But we already mentioned that Anna is getting a damage buff. She's going to her damage, at least on the PTR, is going to be buffed to 70. So that's going to be interesting to see how that develops because one of the biggest problems with anna is that she doesn't do enough damage i'm like that's fine she's a fucking healer if you talk to foo uh who did the anna episode of prepared to attack he's like yeah don't bother damaging just heal just heal i think the problem is if anna damage does come up a bit too much you'll see people who will prefer to damage that a heal so We'll see how in pro play though it will make it so fair when we picked less because Anna can actually come better more. Yes, that is yeah. true. Another thing that's happening: there's a new Winston highlight intro. I don't know when it's coming, or if you can, or if, or, or if you can only get it when you have the BlizzCon ticket. Like, it was unclear to me where this highlight intro came from. Or is everybody gonna get it? Like that's it was unclear. Where this where was how that intro came from? Basically, Winston like jumps down, does a roll, and you know starts shooting. Like it's actually pretty nice. But there is a new instant highlight intro coming. I just don't know how to get it. And this is just sad news to me. Uh, we're looking at possible Hanzo buffs. Why? Why? <laughs> Any buff to Hanzo would make him too easy to play. In my opinion, he's deadly. He's deadly already. He's deadly already in the right hands in skilled hands, even though I'm sorry, scatter arrow is still bullshit. You should not be able to shoot at somebody's Play feet. Hanzo before you talk about scatter yes. arrow, bro. I do. Everybody <laughs> bitches about scatter arrow. Play fucking Hanzo, dude. Scatter arrow is hard as fuck to hit, dude. Bob, you're at a 10 <laughs> Sorry, right now. dude. I get so fucking upset about you're this at a 10 scatter right arrow now, shit. And I'm going to need you to bring it down to about a 4. Sorry. At least. You need to bring it down to a 4. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's what I was going to say. Go I ahead. barely play Hanzo. And I can pull off Scatter Arrow. I'm not saying it's the I hardest thing it. to do. It's not, I'm not it. saying that it's the it's the easiest thing All to right, do. All right, Hanzo, Ja, you and me, one-on-one, broadcast on <laughs> matchthosebuttons.com. We'll see if you can pull off Scatter Arrow. I can pull off Scatter Arrow. It's not like <laughs> once, you, once you figure it out, you can do it. I've Let's played 40 plus hours of Hanzo and it's still hard to hit. If there's any terrain change at all, it goes crazy. It is ex- it is actually a really hard thing to hit unless you're shooting at a tank and you play tanks. So of course you're going to be upset. Tanks is the only place where it's really really viable. I'm sorry but I don't think Hanzo should be able to one shot Narissa. No, prob- so. yeah, probably not. But I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't do that very often. Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, you're gonna like you can you're gonna get scatter shot and do it to like tracer all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that. And yes, it is a well placed shot. 
it's a well-placed shot. But once you do it, I don't think it should be like a shot to the feet should not erase characters. I'm sorry. God, I hate that. I don't yeah. think I, I, you I can't hit me, but you're going to shoot the floor. I wish it was like more of it. Like you shoot an arrow to the, to wherever and it explodes and it does yes. AOE damage. I would like that a lot more. And I think it would make it a lot more balanced. Right. Because yeah. like right now, like, you get the perfect shot, you can do an absurd amount of damage, but it's really random at a lot of times, especially <laughs> if there's any stairs, any sort of ter- uh, like terrain change. Right. Like everybody, sorry I got so upset about it, but everybody <laughs> always bitches about it, and I'm like, dude, I want to see you hit him. That's like, because... I want to see you hit him. In a game where they care about how you feel about certain things, it doesn't feel good to die from a shot to your feet. Nope, it, <laughs> it does not. It yeah, Man. it's very, very frustrating when that happens. So yeah, like I, the thing about Han, like he, it, it's Hanzo is a high skill cap character. There is no reason to touch him to make, to bring him down to a, so that other people can play him. There's a reason. Learn to fucking play the character as he is. He does not need balancing. If anything, those goddamn trees that he shoots needs to be reduced. <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Yeah, I am I would you know what I'm tired of? That he doesn't need any buffs. I, was, I, am tired. I would think that the yeah. scatter arrow needs to be reworked to some sort of explosive or timed explosive to make it even more uh more skill based. When it comes to how oh, like an arrow that you can shoot onto a place and then it explodes. An arrow after. that you can shoot and then you can detonate. Yes. Cool. I like that. But the thing that, like that, that bothers me about Hanzo is not the scatter arrow right now. You know what it is? It's when somebody <laughs> shoots at me, I clearly see the arrow go to my left or my yes. right. Yes. On the replay, the arrow goes to my left or my right, and I die. Like That they is the, the worst part. It huh? was the shooter. Yeah, that is the worst thing. Yeah, they, about I mean, the they are big. Yeah, but he shoots goddamn trees. So. But they, looking- do, they do have a major drop. It is a definite... Like, the people that play Hanzo well, and I've noticed just not playing Hanzo as much, like, you definitely have to keep playing Hanzo to get that feel. And some days you're hitting everything. Some days you're hitting nothing. (laughs) More whiffs than anything over here. Yeah, Yeah, he's, he's way, he's so much high risk that I never play him. So, uh but yeah, we're going to be seeing some movement with Hanzo. Uh, but yeah, that is going to bring us to the end of our show. No community questions this week. Uh, a couple things I want to let you know. One, prepare to attack. Batch 3 is fully out right now. That is Zenyatta, Sombra, Winston, uh, Orissa, and who else? Widow? Widow. Yes, that's the five. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, so that is a batch three for Pants Attack, and it's out batch four. We're going to be releasing, I think I'm going to release it a little bit differently. I might release it day for day next week. So the, the batch is going to start on Monday, and we're going to release Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for sure. 
Uh, we may be releasing something on Thursday and Friday as well. It depends on the schedule, but we will let you know in advance. So batch four is coming. Batch three is ready. And I can see that a lot of people are interested in figuring out Arissa. So that is what I'm saying from the community, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, just, I listened. Yeah, just just want to remind everybody that and we do. I'm sorry the day for day might be my fault because of BlizzCon and everything else. I couldn't get my last episode scheduled. Ah, it's fine. Like, we, we're having problems with two episodes specifically, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I just want to do remind everybody who is not on the stream right now that we do stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, yeah, like today's stream, obviously very long as this episode is very long. Normally, we try not to make it this long, but shit, man, we had a lot to talk about. A lot of opinions here. So it was a good show. But yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash smash those buttons. As always, I want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So please send that to us so we can uh, discuss those funny, sad, mad, interesting Overwatch stories. Just send them to us. And we'd be happy to talk about them. We do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club that you can join if you're on console. Both are called Overwatch, uh, Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And we do have a Discord that we'd love to have you in. That is discord.me slash smash those buttons. We'd love to have you there. And as always, I like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook. It is a great Facebook group that you can uh, meet up with players of any platform to either catch up the latest Overwatch news or the dankest of memes. Either way, check it out. As always, thank you for listening. You can catch our show on multiple podcast platforms. That is iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and Podbean, and an RSS feed if you don't have any of those. Links are available right on the Nationals Buttons website for those uh, platforms. Uh, for social media, you can follow us at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. You can also follow us at twitter.com slash MTV site, facebook.com slash matches buttons, and youtube.com slash matches buttons. Bob, where can they find you? You can find me this weekend at BlizzCon, or you can find me prior to the weekend at Con Before the Storm. But if you're not going to be in the Anaheim area, you can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch at blazon Bob. And I love you guys. All right. How about you, Timeless? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Timeless underscore O-W. You can also find me on the Discord at Timeless Space Soul. All right. And I am on Twitter at underscore jaw underscore. So as underscore J-A-A underscore, you can check me out there. Uh, we encourage everybody to reach out to us, whether it be on Twitter or you can email us at WPR at com with your comments or thoughts, anything we talk about on the show. Hopefully you listen to the whole show at this point. Uh, but um, yeah, I def- yeah, we definitely want you guys to reach out to us and talk to us uh, because it's awesome when you guys do. So that'd be awesome. Uh, if you want to help us out, the best way to do so is to share the podcast with others. Another way you can help us out that's very helpful is to rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. That is very helpful. And we really thank everybody who does that and has done that in the past thanks a lot guys because we have we have quite a few uh, reviews and we're a five-star podcast because of you guys so thank you very much for taking the time to do that additionally we i'm going to say sorry sorry to interrupt you but we have definitely had the last uh, couple weeks we've had some five-star ratings 
but no reviews with them. So we encourage you guys to do the reviews. Just tell us what you'd like to see, what you don't like to see. You know, we appreciate the five stars, but, you know, you can change the cast if you just give us something. Yeah, like you could definitely, if you, if you, we take critiques too, like you, there's some reviews that were critiques. We talked about them on the show and those reviews turned into praise. So you, you probably don't see them anymore, but you can, we, we definitely do take critiques. So if you do have something to say, definitely like, yeah, bring it up. Jaw's not going to bite. So yeah, we could do that. Um, only bites sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But uh, yeah, we also have the Mashes Button store, which is you can go to mashesbuttons.com and hit the store link. Or go to teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons. And, uh, you know, you can buy a Watchpoint Radio shirt or a mug or a Double Tap shirt or mug, you know, whatever you like, whatever you like. You know, that actually does help us out. And we appreciate that. I encourage everybody to go to mattressbuttons.com slash shows and check out the other shows. We have shows for Warcraft, actually two for WoW, one based off of news and one on lore. We have Double Tap for the fighting game community, Sit Rep Radio for The Division, and we do have In Orbit for Destiny since that's so hot right now. So you can check out all that stuff around mattressbuttons.com slash shows. If you like Watchpoint Radio, you'll probably like those shows too because all the shows here are awesome. I have vetted every individual on the shows myself. So that's the jaw guarantee. It's the jaw seal of approval. So, <laughs> the church believes it yeah there we go so alright guys thank you if you are still listening to this show you are part of the church you are thank you very much for listening take me to church <laughs> very dedicated to the to the podcast if you're listening at this point we thank you thank you very much and we especially if you're on stream big fish man I love you you know, <laughs> I love Big Fish too, man. He's one of my favorites. I'm sad he's not going to prison. You know, yeah. Give him it's a big hug there. in person. <laughs> All right, Big Fish, big hug. Big Fish, big hug. All right. Well, we're gonna close up here. You guys have a good night. We will catch you next week. Shit, that was a long podcast. And yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens when Jock comes back <laughs> after shit. two weeks. <laughs> Holy shit! <sighs> The storm known as BlizzCon is almost upon us, and that means once again, it's time for podcasters, community personalities, and fans to come together for one of the largest gatherings created by fans for fans. It's Con Before the Storm featuring the fifth annual World of Podcast. It's shaping up to be our largest World of Podcast yet, with participants from over 50 podcasts and additional content being produced before and after the big party at the Anaheim Hilton on November 2nd. Even if you can't join us in Anaheim, we do invite you to check out the shows on Alpha Geek Radio or at twitch.tv slash combeforestorm. Can't listen to us live? We have you covered with podcast versions of our content available for download on demand via our World of Podcasts show feed on Google Music and Apple Podcasts. For complete information, show schedule, and much, much more, be sure to check out combeforestorm.com. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at combeforestorm and at World of Podcasts.